Hello, good evening, and welcome to a, a special Taco Tuesday edition of the Cantina Mickey's podcast. Coming to you on a Tuesday evening in the month of no, of September here in 2018. Uh, past Labor Day, so summer is unofficially over in the United States. Fall has, uh, has begun for us. Uh, unless, of course, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, which spring has begun for you, so uh, enjoy that. My name is John Chagoo. Glad to have you with us this evening on this special Taco Tuesday edition of the Cantina Mackey's podcast. We are broadcasting live on YouTube, as uh, we do for all of our original shows. And then, of course, you can listen to this and our previous editions of the Cantina Mackey's podcast. You can download from the Pod Center at iTunes, as well as on Google Play. Lots to get to this week. We're doing a special Tuesday because the, the news is so fresh and so hot that I figured we better jump on it tonight. Kind of like when the conchas come out. And, and, and you want to make sure that you get the, 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 the freshest, tastiest concha. Or like in Texas, in the in the winter, when it gets really cold and everyone, the first thought of any Texans mind is, i got to go make chili. So everyone is at the, at, at the grocery store, at the butcher's counter, waiting for the guy to put out the chili meat because they just can't sell it fast enough. That's what we have today, gentlemen, here on the Cantina Mekis podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But let's get right to it tonight. Uh, we'll introduce our panel. Joining us from California, Joel Aceves joins us. Joel, good evening to you, sir. Greetings, John. Glad to have you with us, Joel. Joel, the, the, the Tuca train, the Tuca train is, is on its way. If the people have boarded, is it going to be a runaway Tuca train or are we going to have, uh, is it going to come to a stop? Uh, I guess it depends, man. You know how fickle Mexican fans can be. I'm not talking about the fans. I'm talking about Tuca. Is, is Tuca going to... Tuca has, has been the master of suspense lately. He's He's been uh, teasing us. Yes, he Tom. has. So it's... He's, it's... He's, 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 we have, we've had Tuca talk, Tuca talk, right? We're riding the, the Tuca train. Now you're telling me that he's a Tuca tease. Yes, and then now we've got just the recent news of, of Peckerman. That's and right. I, I, uh, yeah, he he turned down a, a contract extension with Colombia. Well, and, uh, it was probably time for him to leave. There. I mean, he he done what he could do with Colombia. I mean, he kind of set them up that he did. to have a future success. And I think that any yeah, any yeah. country would be happy to have. And, and I think, at least me personally, I think it's the reason why I don't think I don't think he will go to Mexico. So I think that he's going to go to Argentina and oversee yes. the whole thing. But, why, but, and, and, and he can't pass that yeah. up. I and mean, you can't blame him. No, uh, he checks off all the boxes yeah. of what, what Mexico's looking for in a coach. He knows the league. You know, he's good with working with youth. Has World Cup experience. Yeah, I mean, he's so, the I mean, perfect he... guy. He's the perfect guy. <laughs> Not named Tuca, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he really is. I mean, he's, he, we'll see. It's hard to name guys that aren't <sighs> available because, it's, you know, you just, you know, you, it's almost pointless to even discuss them. But when a guy becomes available, then, yeah, he absolutely becomes, becomes uh, someone that you instantly have to discuss because it, it is a very real possibility. I mean, he's coached in Mexico before. Mexico had a chance to have to have Peckerman as their guy when Hugo Sanchez was, uh, was let go uh, back in early 2000. He was coaching Toluca at the time. His, his post-World Cup gig was Toluca. Uh, one of them, at least. <laughs> so he's in, he's in Toluca. 
you know, and this was after, you know, having Argentina play very well, you know, a very Argentine style of play in the, uh, in, in the world cup in 2006, that they, they beat the snot out of, uh, was it uh, Serbia Montenegro? It was like six zero. Yeah. And they played, a, they played a tough game against, uh, against Ivory coast. I mean, Ivory coast, I mean, people forget how good, how, how talented Ivory coast. That was a good team and they beat them two to one. And it was, uh, you know, a lot, you know, a bit of innocencia from Ivory Coast, but Ivory Coast came back, and you know, they got the the first one. They came really close against. It was it was a good. Uh, the Holland game was uh, was what it was. Both teams are qualified, and then when they uh, when they played Mexico, I mean, obviously Argentina had a you know played played a good game there as well. So he obviously does what he does, and he and he's won how many World Cups on the youth level? Uh, Beckerman, it's at least it's at least two. I know that. Yeah, he had under twenty. Uh, he had the under which is the one Mexico's been fighting for. So is is he the kind of guy then Beckerman? I mean, I mean, he wouldn't come be the coach. He would come and and be the the basically the 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 grand maester and just oversee everything. I mean, I, I would assume I would assume that his position will be that the only person he's going to report to is the the AFA president and then, then he'll have a say in hiring the coaches and this and that is, is my guess so like he's going to oversee the entire national team uh, or organization yeah. we're losing Joel which is a shame because I know that he's a <clears throat> argentophile as it were well, also joining us in, uh, I believe, in New York City is uh, Beto Chiquiscampa. Chiquis, how are you, sir? Hey, how's it going? John, doing good. Glad to have you yeah, with us. Uh, over here in the city. Yeah, glad to be here. Now, now you went and had some ceviche tonight. Oh, yeah, that was some good stuff. It was, yeah, what, uh, kind of, what, what kind of ceviche? Well, well, first of all, where did you go? Oh, jeez. It was panca. Panca, and then this was on the recommendation of friend of the show Luis Miguel Chagaray when he came on to uh, 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 to to really wax poetically about 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 Peru, which was really uh, just a you know as as a fan of the sport, just a great thing to hear. So on his recommendation, you go have this this uh, this ceviche, and uh, what what kind of fish was was this, or was it fish? Was it was it something entirely different? No, it was. Uh, I got the. I'm looking at the menu. It was Ceviche palteado, fluke or halibut, shrimp, avocado, slices, and ají amarillo, leche de tigre. <laughs> it was good. It was nice and tangy. Yeah, it was nice and tangy, man. I loved it. What is tigre? If you have to ask, Joel. Ají oh, amarillo, leche de tigre. <laughs> and he said it's tangy. It was tangy. Well, good. Well, go ahead. And then I had some main dish that was pretty good. Also. Did you? Did you? I was going to ask you if you washed it down with a cristal. But that would be a very silly and pointless question to ask because I know that the answer would be absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, nice cup, a uh, nice glass of uh, clear water with ice. Yeah. <laughs> is is it New York? Are you are you drinking New York City tap? <clears throat> I 
Oh, well, there you go. New York City Taps supposed to be uh, yeah, supposed to be very good. Rat. Well, Chickies, uh, so so we we've had some news this week. We we, we saw Tuca at the press conference. We saw we saw um, Beckerman and is there? Uh, do you think that the, 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 there was? Some, oh, and, and Juan Carlos Osorio also was 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 called in to uh, coach Paraguay. Signed a contract with Paraguay. So moves have been made over the past few weeks. Is 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 Beckerman going to end up in Mexico, Chiquis, or is he going to end up in Argentina? I would I would love to see him in Mexico. That Argentina news. I haven't looked too much into that, but it's sort of this bummer. It was a bummer when I heard. But the most funniest thing that I saw was this guy. I think his name you already know is his name on Twitter. He said, uh, "What did he say?" <laughs> he said that. That uh, Peckerman didn't leave uh, Colombia until Juan Carlos Osorio was hired by Paraguay because they have they didn't want anything to do with him, <laughs> which is sort of I mean it's, it lines up and everything time wise, but that's that's sort of hilarious and messed up at the same time. <clears throat> you know what's messed up? Very cheeky. I, I think that guy's just reaching, uh, but you know what I found messed up. One of the main, one of the main news shows from Paraguay. Uh, they were giving JC all the bienvenida, and it was, it was just negative stuff, man. That guy was already predicting they're missing the World Cup. Oh, <laughs> that guy hasn't set foot in Asuncion, and this guy's already, you know, doom and gloom. Well, what, what was interesting to me was the picture that they had of him. Like, you know, usually when you get presented, I don't know if he's going to get presented like officially, but the picture they had was like it, he was, it looked like he was on a Holiday Inn Express or something. There's but you know, Paraguay fits uh, Osorio's style a lot better because, you know, I'm assuming the mo- most of that team is probably uh, if they're if they're not playing locally, they're playing around. You know, they they don't probably have as many just because it's a new generation. They don't have that many in Europe. Yet. <clears throat> right. and, and you know how meticulous and detailed oriented. I mean, it, it seems like, it, and, and Paraguay is, is, you know, as far as size of country, is not particularly very big. So he could, uh, you know, for, for for his organizational skills, you know, th- that could work out very well for him. But uh, I mean, I don't necessarily think that. Uh, I mean, obviously, the timing is a little suspicious, but you know, I don't think that folks are uh, are. Uh, or that or that penny. Now I will say that. Uh, well, 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 let me ask you again, Chiki. So, so, uh, so, Pekerma, do you think Mexico or, or, or Argentina? Oh, geez. I think with the way things always uh, end up, it would be too good to be true for it to happen. And uh, I don't, I don't see it. Would ha- I don't see it happening. Although, if if Beckerman was to choose between Mexico and Argentina, as far as not not wanting to face a critical press. I think Argentina would be a little bit more tougher waters if you were to not do well. He's going to face the heat worse than than he would at Mexico if if that's something that concerns him. I don't think he cares. So I, I don't necessarily. I'm not so sure that he's uh, uh, too uh, keen on on coaching that much longer. But I do think that he wants to. I mean, you know, as I mean, I, for for Argentina to play as badly as they did. 
uh, with with as much with as much talent as as as, as that team has. I mean, and, and and even even in Argentina, down in talent, it's still a top ten team. And and for them to have such a such a mis, you know just play so miserably, you know, so so un Argentina like, you know, and at least at least the point where like you know sometimes yeah they might play bad, but they always they do whatever it takes to survive. That just they just did not. They didn't have that, and I think that that's something that uh, that they've lost. And I think I think Beckerman wants to be the guy to help them help them find it. I don't necessarily think he wants to do it as a coach, but I think he wants to just overhaul the entire the entire system. And and a lot of it is because Joel, as you pointed out, though, when they lost the Grondona, I mean, there's been a, just a major power vacuum in in uh, in Argentina because he controlled so much that, that there's really it, it kind of threw things into chaos. Yeah, it's it's like when Robert Berentlin was assassinated. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you have all this. Everyone staking their claim at power now. Oh yeah, is there? Uh, are, are there <laughs> multiple claims to the to the Iron Throne down in Argentina? Yeah, man. Too many, too many to tell. Well, as as, as we have seen, it is a very lucrative position. So I'm sure that uh, it is it is definitely uh, very sought after. You know, and, and, maybe, and maybe that could turn back at my way. So you know what? I don't want to deal with that because that's that's a mess. I don't want any part of that. So you know what? Maybe this this uh, this offer uh, in Mexico might look more appealing. And honestly, he would be a great guy to uh, if not. I'm not saying he could do the, the, the full eight years, but he could certainly you know set up a team a certain way to have the guy under him or you know someone that that, that can learn from him, like your Rafa Puente or. As Michelle pointed out, uh, the, the the kid in uh, in Necaxa, Leaño, you know, have him learn with them, and then and then they take over. The, one of them takes over the team in, uh, for twenty twenty six. And I think it that goes. Without... Go ahead. No, yeah, that would be the ideal scenario. I think that was also the difference with JCO, where he he worked with his own crew. He had like his five-man coaching, and he didn't really want anyone else because we had Potro Gutierrez who tried, you know. Potro Gutierrez had been coaching teams since the under-17, under-20 Olympics, and, and uh, he was trying to go to the World Cup and be part of the coaching staff, and he kind of, like, closed that door on him. Yeah, so... So uh, if if we were if we were going to take bets, Coyle, and, and and you were looking and you were looking at the odds, what, what, what are the odds of Mexico landing uh, landing Osorio? What Osorio? I'm sorry, uh, uh, Peckin. <laughs> That's like again. Um, hey, stranger things have happened. Uh, landing Peckerman. Nah, man, I'll put it at twenty twenty five percent. So like like between four and five to one. Yeah, because I think uh, Tuca laid down his cards, and it seems that FMF have have abided. And I don't think they're gonna, you know, throw all that away just because well, this guy you know, became available. Yeah, Tuca, sure. I, th- I think, did something for his for his fellow coaches that that I'm sure that they were they were extremely appreciative of. 
because because he said he said you know what I have in this league is is, is almost unheard of. He said, and, you know, and I want to, I want to, you know, they've, the team has shown me loyalty. I want to show them loyalty. And I totally, I totally get that and understand that. And, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, if, if Tuka ends up not being the coach, maybe you know, we'll, 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 we'll see teams, you know, not go seven wins, you know, seven games into a season before firing a guy, you know, you know, let's see what this guy can do. You know, give him a couple of years instead of six weeks. So, 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 in in that sense, I, I do think that uh, that 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 Duca has every every right to, uh, to 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 stay at Deaconess. I mean, if if that's what he wants to do, I think it's. Uh, so that that would that would line up fine, though, wouldn't it? Halal, would it's um, let let Tuka do the two games, the two friendlies, and then after that, you can even announce Peckerman early. Say Peckerman's gonna come on after Tuka completes these two games and. And well, that should be good to I, I, yeah, but but everything seems lined up now to keep to keep Tuca, you know, and especially of that. Really? If, if well, yeah. Um, if if um, Elinge, what's Elinge Rodriguez, which is Tigres, Tigres uh, former club president, if he if he joins FMF, you know, he becomes the new Liga MX. Uh, so he's gonna have a bunch of people that he's worked with. That would be three people, four actually, four with Torrado. So I mean, I, I think the whole table will be served just just for Tuca to accommodate him. Well, I mean, Tuca's known Torrado since he was a teenager, because yeah. Torrado was coming up through Pumas when when you know in Tuca's last years and and then first years as a coach. Yeah, and Torrado's so, in the. He's like one of the. What is what is his title, man? Because uh, he is uh, he and uh, and the close are both uh, director deportivos or whatever. Yeah, they just yeah. Torrado supposed to be more to work more closely with the players, and then uh, the close. Torrado, does... Torrado is, is 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 the Ricardo Pelaez of uh, of of this particular. <laughs> I mean that that's his role. He's the, he's, the, he's the Ricardo Pelaez. Like 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 Pelaez was for Piojo. That's what Torrado is. Yeah, well, he's supposed to be sort of like the enforcer. Uh, he's the bad cop. He's the bad cop to the closest good cop. So then you have, uh, and then they hire Tigres, Tigres, uh, the, the media. PR lady. Yes. And so. First time they ever hired a PR person, by the way. Yeah, and, and so once he is there, that's, that's a pretty much a lot of the people that Tuca has been working with for, for the past. What eleven years? It's been uh, it's just been nine years that Tuca has been not eleven. Oh, eleven if he completes his three year ex- contract, right, his extension. contract extension. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, but but the other thing is is that I can, I can see Tigres saying Tuca, hey Tuca, I appreciate the sentiment, but if this opportunity if this opportunity has come up and you want to do it, you know, you, you know, with all due respect, Tuca, you can do whatever you want. You know, you want to break, you know, we. I think you know. I think they have that kind of relationship too. I mean, Tuca is, you know, for as much as the fans want to bitch about him, even even in Monterrey, I mean, he he is kind of a god there. I mean, they do they they do love him. You know, he's uh, he's done he's done an awful lot for Tigres over the past. I mean, they, they they are the team of the decade. I mean, I don't think there's any question. That, that, well, I mean, you Tigres know, Tigres has been a dominant dominant team this decade. If if the coach does come from the league. It, they won't announce him until 
after the season is over, which right. would be what around November. So, and that's that even gives Piojo still a chance, but he would have to win the league to to convince fans again because he's he's been on the on the outs recently. And uh, Tuca did uh, did did jab Piojo a little bit when the when he said the when they asked him about. Uh, you know his relationship with Reyes. He says, "Don't worry." He says, "I'm, I'm not going to hit anybody when I when I'm done." So it was no uh, algo piada nadie is what it was doing. It was pretty funny. I I, I think because I think Piojo had had some criticism, and so I think he was returning the jab. Well, Piojo Piojo had said uh, that Tuca didn't make the list. It was made by FMF, which which frankly, who cares? You know, yeah, especially if he's just interim. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, well, we'll, we'll no, it's like, well, no, you know, uh, I have to, you know, I, I don't like cursing on the show, but it was like, hey, no shit, you know, that's exactly why. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it just, you know, it's, uh, you know, obviously, uh, I mean, it, it's, I mean, maybe it seems like someone has said, Piojo, Piojo, you ain't going to get it. So just, you know, don't, maybe he's just a little red ass because of that. Yeah, man. Piojo's downfall has been his mouth. But uh, you know, but but I do think that Tuca is the uh, is man. I would love for Tuca to be like the uh, like the, the the Oscar Washington Tavares of Mexico and be here, be there for two World Cups, and just be such a badass that these guys, you know, you know, some of these kids were playing for you know for eight years for him with him and then for him, and uh, <laughs> imagine like this. <laughs> doing something with Tuca for the same time and just the uh, I mean you know, well, you know to, like these, to, to these guys Tuca you know Tuca is you know I don't want to deify him but I mean Tuca is as as big as it gets in Liga Mekis as far as a uh, player and coach he's had success at both but has he faced real adversity though has Tuca? he faced yeah where his team is just playing horrible and would and would warrant criticism like the like the criticism that Piojo received from Martinoli and all those guys. If that were to happen to well, Tuca, well, let me put it this way: I think that if if if, if Tuca's team, yes, he would receive criticism, and I think I think that he's a professional enough to absorb it and deal with it, and not you know not react adversely to it. I don't, but, I'm not but, sure. But about but, that. but here, well, hang, well, hang on a second. But here's the thing: I don't think that the that, that the uh, that the discourse would be as nasty toward uh, Duca as it was toward Piojo, just because of Piojo's yeah. personality and his manera as said and all of it. You know, you know, Duca might be a grouch and this and that, but you know, Duca would never. You know, he, he he attacks reporters only because he thinks that they've stepped out of line in some sort of decorum, you know, in some sort of protocol. It's like uh, Martin you know, yeah, but Martinoli, like Martinoli. but Martinoli made it personal, though. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting. At. I don't think you'd ever have that problem with Tuca, ever, because Tuca's a pro, and and I think that what 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 Miguel Herrera was doing was not professional, and and unfortunately Martinoli responded in a not professional way, and I just don't think that Tuca would ever put himself in a position to be exposed like that at, at all. Well, I, I think it's different though, because, and I don't want to get into reasons to insult, but Piojo is a lot easier of a guy to pick on, to make fun of, than Tuca is. Tuca's a normal type of guy, Piojo's different. 
and uh, Puka has that manner, like the grumpy manner, personality, who you know you usually wouldn't want to mess with him. You can make fun of him and act, you know, imitate him, which people do on TV shows and stuff. But you, it's not really insulting. It's more like, like you know, we have a good, a good laugh with him and stuff. But if if the if the case were reversed and Tuka did have a personality or just a way of being where he, you know, he could be picked on, like bullied, then I could see it happening the same way. I could see him reacting the same way Piojo would, just because he. He yells. I mean, he, he even reacted to Piojo's little jab about uh, the call-up and working with youth. <sighs> he got under his skin a little bit. <laughs> Piojo did. Ah, oh, what? Well, I need to get under his skin. He just, he just, it just didn't. Well, I, I forget exactly what he said, but he said, "I don't have anything to say about that." But then he said something about it. He said, "I wouldn't hurt. I wouldn't hit anybody. I wouldn't attack anybody." Right. He said, "I wouldn't. I'm not going. Don't worry. I'm not going to hit any of you." It was. It was. It was absolutely. Yeah, but before that, he said he wasn't going to say anything about that. So obviously, he did want to say something, but he wanted to get his little little jab in. But yeah, I agree. I don't think I don't think the press will flame into him as much as they did Piojo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and then you know, for Poro Sodio, I mean, they had the flamethrowers. I mean, those flamethrowers were lit. You know, before he was even announced. I mean, at least officially. I mean, I mean, they were flame throwing him at at his opening press conference. I don't, I don't think that that would happen to Tuca, and I certainly don't think it will happen to Beckham at all. Uh, you know, there seems to be a, a a great deal of respect uh, shown to some folks, and I think that Beckham would be one of the ones that would uh, that would receive that receive that respect. So. And rightly so. I mean, the man has, you know, he he has he has uh, earned his uh, earned his reputation for sure, especially with the uh, with the younger kids and what it was able to accomplish with Colombia with uh, with a very good generation of uh, of players. So he would obviously be an excellent choice, as would uh, as would Tuca. So what happens then, Joel? So you so you. You said uh, 25% chance, so that means it's a 75% chance it's going to be Tuca? I do think so. I mean, it's it's his for the taking. I think it's been that obvious now. Uh, the job is his for the taking. He just doesn't want to end in bad terms with with Tigres, with Cemex, Sinergia Deportiva, you know, all these companies that... But that's the thing, though. Is I don't think that it would end in bad terms. I think that they would they would totally... End. I mean, again, what Tuca has done so much for them. No, no, I understand. But, but that's that's more in the case of FMF being, okay, we'll wait until, until November, until the season is over to make it official. You know, just finish the league. Finish your last season, and then you could come over here. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, they have to be sure that he's going to want to because you really can't wait that long or else you're going to lose candidates like the aforementioned Peckerman, one of the best names, coaching names I've seen so far. Just just the name itself or uh, or, 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 or the name <laughs> and what it represents. 
<laughs> you know when his last name is Kremen with a K. You know what's sad is that Kremen, I, haven't play- I haven't played this in forever. I just realized. You still want to show me your cucumber? It's been so long. <laughs> it's been so long that we've that we've played that. It's sad. It's it's sad that we haven't had haven't had a good dick joke in months on this show. Ho, and what 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 happened to us? Well, Ron, Ron, well, that's true. Ron, Ron hasn't been on as much. Ron brings. He likes. You know, he likes the phallic talk. That would be that would be an interesting scientific study to see uh, what, the percentage <laughs> of of dick jokes that go up when uh, when Ron is uh, is on the podcast. That's yeah, true. That is true. We'll have to get right on that. We'll have to get right on that. So, so seventy five percent Tuca, twenty five percent Peckerman. Uh, Chiquis, do you do you agree with? Uh, with with Joel's mathematical assessment of the chances, or do you think that 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 the next coach is someone we haven't even thought of? Uh, I think it's seventy five percent. Not too. He's coming for permanent residency. I think Beckerman might be like forty five percent. Okay. Tuca, 25, and someone else, 75. Other than Tuca, 75. You know that doesn't add up to 100, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. It does work. Yeah, oh, he's going to school. I'm sorry. He's at 25. He said 25. Tuca, 75. But then he also had the 45, 45% Beckerman. So I was, yeah. I was thrown off by that extra 45%. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, so, 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 you, you, you're thinking it, it, it's someone that we haven't even thought of yet. Someone that uh, is not on the radar at all right now. Uh, a small, <laughs> what is that? A, bit, a small percentage of. See, I, I'm telling y'all, do not 30%? sleep on, on Diego Alonso. I think Diego Alonso is a perfect candidate for the national team too. If it's not going to be Tuca, I think as far as league coaches, I think he's the next best one. But he's also from Grupo Pachuca, so. It's, it's, you know, we can't pretend there is no vested interest in, in who you're affiliated with. And Grupo Pachuca is, they're the ones that try to wrestle the power away from Televisa. Yeah, yeah, but hang on a second. Don't forget that he is, uh, he's a Monterrey now, so. He, that is true, but I mean, who knows, man, if he still has connections, you know. Well, he's you know, at the I, other I Monterrey. Say, I, will say, I will say this about Grupo Pachuca. At least Grupo Pachuca, you know, I, I, at least you know, if, if they're championing somebody, at least it's not some schlub. No, but and they tend, they tend to champion always foreigners. Well, I mean, no offense, but Liga MX is a league that's like it's like seventy five percent foreign. So no, and even but even outside, you know. There's yeah, the but, but Diego Alonso is another one, Joel, who, who's etre, you know, he might be from uh, Uruguayan, but he's etre de leche in Mexico. I mean, he, he spent most of his career no. in Mexico. Yeah, he is, but that's that's probably one reason why Pachuca's probably won't even champion him, because they, they've always gone for outside of Mexico, like with their candidates. Like, they, they were the ones pushing for Bielsa. Every time you heard Bielsa, it was Grupo Pachuca uh, trying to sign him. Well, and, uh, again, and, I, I, I don't see why that's a problem. No, I'm saying you need, you need, you know, you need some, uh, you need to be backed up by the presidents of FMF, club presidents, and uh, 
So that's what I'm saying. You're saying Diego Alonso, but I'm saying at this point, I don't think he has enough enough people backing him up to be a serious candidate. Well, like I, the way like like the I, way Bjorko uh, or, or okay, 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 okay. So here's, I understand what you're saying. So 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 Chiki said 75% chance that it could be some guy we're not even talking about. My suggestion for that is Diego Alonso. Who is your suggestion? Outside of outside of Tuca? No, no, yes. He said twenty five percent Tuca, seventy five percent someone we're not even talking about. Who oh, is we're not even talking about? Who is that person we're not even talking about? Man, I know what you want to say. No, I, I don't. No, no, it won't. It won't be. It won't be Chep Guardiola. Um, to me, it's it's. I, I don't see them going with a random. I just don't. I just don't. I think they're going with a really serious project, and it's going to be someone that meets some of the criteria that we've discussed here before. Well, we discussed it actually, actually at the start of the show. You know, sure. Uh, someone that knows the league, someone that has World Cup experience. You know, someone like that. And and you know what? It's funny because Chepo does meet all that, but he's just not. He's been on the down, so it's it's. He he won't be a serious candidate. Um, Chepo barely has World Cup experience. Chepo's World Cup was the one at ninety, so I don't remember him on the eighty sixteen. No, well, yeah, outside of that, though, outside of the World Cup. Oh, aside from uh, actually playing the World Cup itself, Chepo has World Cup experience. Don't mind. Come on, Joel. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, yeah. So 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 then we want World Cup experience. Someone who knows the league. And 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 and, and Beckham and right, right now checks both of those boxes. Bielsa checks both of those boxes. Yeah, but he just took a job, so I... yeah, exactly. Said that he's not available. So, so who's available? San Pauli's available. Yeah, but that, I think San Pauli comes with like a circus behind him. He's just a preview well, to remember. Remember who uh, who who benefits the most from that? Yeah, but they don't want that. I mean. John John doesn't want that. He's 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 a uh, you know he's a serious dude, man. This is this is his well, legacy you know, here, man. Tokayo, you know, Tokayo and I, are very serious people. Yeah, he's. he's I, I, I got to tell you, I, I am excited. I'm excited as as one could be for uh, for, for, for 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 an FMF president. I mean, I don't know these guys, but I know him. And I know, yeah. I know, and I know what he'd done, and I know what he was capable of, and I'm just thinking, you know, if he can, uh, if he can, uh, you know, apply what he's learned and and then do that, I think it could be a, a very good thing for Mexico. I think that he's he's one of the few visionaries that 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 that, that work in 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 Mexican soccer, and I think that that's something that's uh, that's that's very important. So hopefully that'll be uh, something that we'll, we'll we'll see it play out positively for a change instead of the desmadre and the novela style drama that we that we usually get. We'll see how all that uh, how that plays out. So you so you still haven't given me a name. So uh, you you said it has to check those boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean if they're waiting if they're waiting up until November, I I you know uh, Turco could once again be a candidate. Yes, he could. You know, he's with Celta. He 
has Nestor Araujo. He's, if I'm not mistaken, he's in third first place of La Liga. It's only been three games though. But he has them top the table. Um, I would say he would be one man. And there is, you know, there is Almeida, but I still think he, he doesn't, if, if that was, I, I think he's really low on the, he's like an emergency, like, we have no one. In case we have no one just, break, break yeah, he's, he's in the lost and found box. That's right. He just, too I'm not going to lie to you, Matias, we've exhausted all of our resources. <laughs> we've interviewed a dozen guys. <laughs> would you, will you take the gig? You go, yes, yes, I will. No. He, yeah, he, he won't, won't care, care, man. He won't care. He's, uh, his agent, he took bad advice from his agent. Or maybe his <laughs> agent that on his own and just totally hosted. But his agent his agent messed that up for him, as you pointed out. And and, and, and I didn't agree with you at the time, but I agree with you now. You're absolutely right, because he is he's off the radar. And I think he would have been very much on the radar had he had none of that happened. Yeah, he would have just he would have just stayed quiet. No um, but now the other thing is is that he's gone to Luisa professional enough to look past that guy, you know what it was an agent just making up, you know is he Gonna look bad, but you, but you said that, you know the owners take that kind of stuff real personal, and uh, you know they, they get their feelings hurt when uh, you know they they, they receive just a, just a tiny the tiniest bit of criticism. He said, "I dropped a spot of my spaghetti sauce on my tie, and I never, I never did that." Yeah, so. <sighs> But you, but but because it's a serious project, you expect a serious name. Is that is that your your final assessment, Hoy? Well, I wouldn't say serious name, but just someone that meets those requirements because they know they know what they're shooting for. So I do think I, I do think all that's important. I, I just I don't see some random dude like another JCO type appointment coming in. Well, that's, he, that's he, wasn't what totally, he wasn't totally random. But he didn't have national team experience. Well, you don't think JCO was a random like of the people that that the uh, Mexican fans were expecting, and then everyone's like, "Who is this dude?" Well, I mean, I don't necessarily think that. I mean, that that, that he was that random. I, mean, I do think that he was probably like, like the third or fourth choice. But remember, he was doing well at Sao Paulo when, so it wasn't like he was totally. You know, it's not like you know they found him in the. You know, in, in, in you know, in, in the, you know, playing at the Brazilian third division in Manao, you know, Manaus. I mean, it's something. But I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was not unexpected. But I mean, you know, at that point, I mean, what do you do? Because I mean, you have to go out and get this guy. Because and and all the other ones are already snatched up. So yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was. I, I definitely wasn't their first choice. I'm not sure yeah. it was their second choice, even their third choice. But I mean, it was who. And and you know, you know speaking of that, because because. I think Piojo's uh, always going to be the safety net, and he's always said it, and he's at Televisa. So, like, worst-case scenario where they can't find the coach they're looking for, they could just put him in, and I think he's a really good coach, and he's shown that he's willing to play, to collaborate, you know, to play ball with, with them. His only downfall has been, you know, he's he's just... Could be a bit argumentative. He has a problem controlling his temper. Yeah. Which yeah. we always, which we always said was going to be what was going to end up costing him the costing him the gig. 
I don't necessarily think that Piojo is going to be the the choice now, but I do think that he is the first call if if things if Mexico's four games into the hex with only three points. He's a, he's a bombero. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is a bombero for sure. So um, so so big name. So we have yeah, we have, have Peckerman. You know, Martin, Martin del Palacio, uh, I'm not going to lie, I, my feelings were a little hurt today because uh, somebody, <laughs> he pointed out that, that on, on the Twitter that uh, that Beckerman was available. So he was like, if they, if they can snatch up this guy, you know, that would be outstanding. You know, and I don't, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. But then some guy in a comment said, oh, wait a second, what about, what about uh, Profe Cruz? And they said, well, of course, you know, after, basically, He's been he's been stepping out on on Picolin and I with 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 Profe Cruz and this guy. Oh man! You know, using <laughs> that that's just that's just not cool. So I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to call, uh, I'm gonna have to uh, point that out to uh, to Martin. And again, he was you know he back then in 2008 when when Beckerman was at Toluca and Hugo was fired. I mean he I mean even before he was fired when they had the Paralímpico, that was his. The first article he wrote, like three days after, was it's going to be Beckerman who's going to come in because Hugo's gone. Of that, there's no doubt. It's going to be it's going to be a, a, a Beckerman that comes in. Yeah, I was on that boat too. Well, I mean, it, it was it was a sensible choice, and the, but but your boy, your boy over there in uh, decided no, we need to go get the Sweckle, and they went and got Sven. So we could have we could have we could have Beckerman for all this time. For 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 twelve years, they could have Beckerman. Oh man, yeah. See, that's why I always think it's so funny when uh, when 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 Sven was had the team and Mexico played their first home game in the Hex. It was against Costa Rica and they win two zero, and Omar Barava scores a goal and the and the team goes and does a celebration like like a team celebration to show that they're united, and then they 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 get in a cola right. And then, 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 then they walk backwards. So again, I was saying to myself, only Mexico would have a team celebration where the team celebrates by walking backwards, and you know, in line. It's like it was so incredibly symbolic. It just, it just, it just cracked me up. Here's a wild card for y'all: uh, Beckerman available. I can think of another team here in North America that would love to have Jose Beckerman as their coach. Love that. <laughs> I think they're going for in-house though. I mean, I don't think they could afford again another, another type of experiment like like um, they they were jerking. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some candidates. I think that the guy from uh, New York Red Bulls, I think, is probably their best uh, their best choice. And I don't think that he'll be named until after the end of the uh, MLS season. Jesse Marsh. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean they had some disputes too with um, you know, uh, once they changed what they changed the president, the presidency. They were the, the whole leading up to the right, and they have the a, new general, a new general manager and Ernie Stewart. So the structure yeah. has changed, and you know he's. The, but again, you know there, no one is in any hurry. I mean, there's just. I mean, I know that the position. No, no, but but it was a bit of a mess. For the USSF, you know, what they had, they had to change, you know, the change in power, and then with with the team not qualifying to the World Cup, so there's there's a lot of, you know, a, a lot of people there, 
a lot of disgruntled dirigentes and, and people still, you know, with, with the new guy here, you don't want to mess up. No, I mean, uh, yeah, so they're going to, you know, and, and I certainly do think that uh, that by going in-house is probably the best course of action, but uh, don't think that they're not, uh, you know, that they haven't. I'm sure that they call uh, Osorio, I'm sure they're calling all the, you know, all, all, all those folks. But, but no, with Osorio, it was like, I don't think they even, you know, I, I think some of the people wanted him, but ultimately, I think the ones making the decision, they weren't for it. You know, because there was the rumors that he was a candidate, but then ultimately, someone someone said, like in a in an interview, one one of the USSF guys was like, "We're not even, we haven't even talked with him." You know, another name that we haven't mentioned that that is certainly a possibility is uh, is our own prophet Juan Uribe. I mean, we need to, you know, it's it's obvious to us at least that uh, that John Delisa and you know maybe some other folks in the, in the FM listen quite religiously to the Cantina Mekis podcast because uh, a lot of the decisions that they've made, if I'm not mistaken, guys, have been suggestions that we've made here on the show. So, you know, maybe maybe if we if we start. Uh, you know, getting uh, getting Juan Juan El Profe Juan Ribas name out there. I mean, he's already been. You know, maybe maybe he can get that that Pachuca support that Hoyle was talking about earlier. Maybe he can be. You know, he's an outsider. He's from Long Beach. You know, he's a foreign coach. He's from Long Beach. You know, he's 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 been to Pachuca. He drank Kool Aid on the Pachuca practice fields. He actually drank Kool Aid on the Pachuca's practice fields. Purple purple stuff. Yeah. So you know maybe that's the direction that maybe he can be the guy that when when Peckerman comes in, you know the one that that he that, that he becomes his uh, paduan is uh, is is Profe Uribe. Profe Uribe, yeah, man. Well, too much talk on coach, man. Uh, I think whoever it is, I think I have plenty to work with. Uh, you know the region; it'll be a bit stronger, but not. It won't be scary. You know, it's been a long time since the region had scary good teams. I just don't see that happening. Uh, I, you know, so, so, and it's going to be the last qualifier where before the World Cup expands to 48 teams. So, right, after that, the last, should the just, last true hex. Yeah, after that, I think they're just giving Mexico a stamp where you could come in and out anytime you want. How <laughs> right. I many tickets would Concacaf's going from what three and a half to what like seven? Well, see, you know, I, I like the coach, I like the coach talk a because I mean the reality, you know, for for these friendlies, I mean, is it really you know, do do players really have? Well, this is you know such and such a big chance. I mean, no, no, but we do have league talk, John. And I agree with that. With that, I hear I hear like people talking about the players and all that, and and that's doesn't really matter as much. Yeah. They have the compromiso and they're going to call who, whoever they think is is going to is going to bring bring you know fans to the stadium. For example, you have you have Chiqui's boy Pulido. I mean Pulido Pulido hasn't even been playing and he's The he's only thing he's up. done this season is, is is pull his shorts up to tan his legs. His, 
his his Instagram game is on point, so I guess that that got him a call up. But other than that, he's he's not even in the radar for you know the current top players for the league. So I think yeah, no, I, I do think, but I think um I do think we're looking at a really small list of potential League IMX candidates, man. I think we've we're gonna be pulling hairs now trying to figure out who who's it gonna be. I think it's Tuka, like we said. It's just for the taking, man. He just needs to you know. So you're uh you're still firmly on the on the on the Tuka train. Yeah, it's him, man. Look, he said he said I don't want the national team. He he said, Okay, I don't agree the way they came at me telling me do you want to be in the candidates list? You know? So so what you're hoping for right now is, is for Tuca to have checked into the Hotel California. Because you can check out any time, but you can never leave. That's what they want with Tuca right now. Is that uh Yeah, no, well did he just about? No we've talked about Tuca and how he's in over twenty years he's never been fired and he knows how the national team can be, you know. He's seen it firsthand. He's seen it firsthand how they they'll boot you, man. And he's Tuca like was I don't want staff, none of that. Was on the staff in the Copa America in ninety three. Yeah. In, in the '94 World Cup as well, That's right. he and, uh, and and Vasco Aguirre were the were the assistants to to Miguel to Mejia Barón, yep. yes, who's his assistant now. <laughs> that's right. His, well, see, that's I mean, and, and that's the great. I mean, that's why to me it was, and, and he actually, you know, a, a lot of the uh, willingness to kind of open up a little bit the way that Tuca has been playing over the past three or four years, a lot of that influence has been Mejia Barón. Although he's not coming with them for the uh, for these games, why would he? I mean, again, these are just you know these are glorified practices that uh, don't leave. And I imagine he would, I imagine he would stay back at Tigres, right? Like just, sure. you know, sure. And, and don't forget that he and uh, and, and Piojo have no relationship. Mejia Baron and, and Piojo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. It was, it was. I, I don't think a lot of the younger fans are gonna remember, but um, Miguel Mejia Barón wrote an article, and he did like a criticism on Piojo. And Piojo had been in the national team. Uh, Playing for cut him. Out. Playing for him. Yeah. For he, he got cut out out of the World Cup. But if you get the Panini book <laughs> for the '94 World Cup, you could see. You can see the red, the red mullet right there. Well, that's the thing. How much? How the much? Sticker. How much but, of it was the was was the the the, the spat that he had with the hammer on? But really, how much of it? Let's be honest. How no, much? Of well, was, how much of it was the mullet? No, no. But there's more. There's there's more to that, man. There's, there's more. Okay, there's more. All right. This guy, this guy, sort of said that Mejia Baron, you know, that he swung for the other team. And he, he he made some strong comments about that, you know. So that that's 
that was like that broke that relationship, you know. Like after that, there was just that's it. And of course, Michelle Baron just didn't really, really reply to that. But he was, he was saying that the doctor was, you know. We understand now. I mean, how much? I mean, I mean, whether he is or isn't, it doesn't really matter. But, yeah. Uh, but you know, I've always found that that period fast because Stuka actually talked about that. Uh, not that particular incident, but 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 when he and and Aguirre were the coaches, and when it came time to come up with the twenty three, I think they had another. I forget who the other assistant was too. Uh, they 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 could only come to uh, a consensus on like thirteen guys. Each guy had you know eight or nine players that were that were different, or I guess I guess uh, ten players that were different. You know, well one it goes to show just how. You know, back then, how talented that that, that that team was. That that was that was a, a good set of guys. And two, just how well, I mean, just just how different those guys have have been as far as how they think of what it should be. But I, I always found that interesting that even even assistants back then, you know, had such a it's a huge disparity in the number of players. I don't think that'll happen this time because I just don't think that Mexico has that kind of that kind of depth. At least at least not yet. They need to start. They need to certainly uh, certainly build that. Well, a lot of uh, a lot of players on this call up are uh, going to be eligible to play in the Olympics in two years. Interesting. Yes, we 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 um. How do you say? Lo adelantamos aquí. We were talking about how the focus was going to be to to build the team from the Olympics using the Olympic. Which is team. why it's so effing <clears throat> frustrating that that Mexico's not not playing the Copa America. You know, FIFA should come up with the rule that says, you know, yes, we understand that, they're, that, that the tournament's going to have guests, but but if, if, if you're a guest in another continent's tournament, you know, you, the, the best team you can send is a U23 with three or four. So yeah. And just, and just so that it's all a U23 team. I don't know, John. I'd like to win that cup one day. So well, I, I, would, I, I would too, but the reality is, Joel, is that it's not, uh, I mean, it just, you know, the, the uh, unless they do the the combo one, that Mexico just can't play in it anymore. They just can't. No, you know, well, there's a negotiating, and I wouldn't be surprised if once, uh, you know, Mexico returns to that tournament, that they're going to get to host it, or at least host the final if, if they do a joint, you know. Well, sure. I mean, Mexico deserves to host the Copa America. Yeah. Yeah, because they already went through the rotation, and it it would sell in, very in well. South America. They they already yeah. all those teams have already hosted it. Right, Brazil was um, the last one, I think. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think they'll. And then they're going through some economic stuff. I don't think Venezuela is in line to host it. Well, you know, it's some not just of these that. other I mean, countries. Yeah, sure the, uh, the TV contracts that they got from. From Telemundo and others, oh, you have Qatar instead of Mexico. Well, that number was going to be five hundred million. Now it's going to be thirty. <laughs> I mean, obviously, not that much. Oh yeah, I'm, being I'm sure it was a it was a huge difference. Well, I mean, same with Copa Copa Libertadores. You used to see it advertised all the time. Now it's it's in the I, back I, burner. I barely know it's yeah. I barely know it's on. Yeah, they, but before when you had the Mexican teams. You would see the commercials for the matches all the oh, time. Oh, they were great because they'd be on like, especially like if they went down to South America, they'd be on like at four or five o'clock in the afternoon for me. It was perfect. 
Yeah. You don't blow your evening watching uh, Atlas play uh, Bolivar. Atlas, and you know what? Atlas, they still, they still haven't won a game, John. They're still. They finally, they finally sacked it. Now, uh, uh, they finally sacked their coach. Now, now, friend of the show, Tom Harrison, who's in Mexico, he's, he got a gig as uh, the, as uh, working at the West Ham Coaching Academy in Mexico. So good, good on Tom for that. We we congratulate him. And, and Martillo, he's he's now known as. He used to be in Numeritos, but now he's El Martillo. El Martillo, yes. You know, he said, hey, maybe I should. It's like, dude, no. That's like you want to stay as far away from Atlas as possible. Yeah. That is like like, like the, 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 you know. But, you know, if it's any consolation to Atlas fans, they did score a goal before Cristiano. Cristiano has yet to score what you went and, to. And it was against Tuca. Of course, they ended up losing the game 4-1, to one, but, you know. It's 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 little. It's the little steps you have to make. You can't make a big step without making a few little steps first. Tuca, well, you know they're thinking they might hire someone from JCO's camp. Now that JCO is is with Paraguay, because Rafa Marquez, he was very close to JCO. Is he going to hire and, uh, Pompilio Paez? And, yeah, and he's he's now uh, the sporting director at at Chaflas. So. It, He's he's going to well, be well, responsible to bring maybe in. He can do something. I guess his first time was he fired the coach. Coach is gone. Maybe he can convince Pep to come over to do Atlas. No, wait, wait. <laughs> Atlas doesn't have that type of money, John. Atlas is owned by TV Azteca. I think they have plenty of money. I don't think they have no, pet no, money. No. They are, dude, come on. If they had pet money, this Atlas team would be, they they would be like Tigres or Monterrey with the type of players they would bring in. You know, it is, it is interesting to see how how different the two Televisoras manage their teams. I mean, they, they run Atlas like a, like a you know, they, 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 don't, they don't put any money into it at all. In the sense that if they did, I mean, Atlas, Atlas would be huge if they were serious. They could make them. They can make them huge. Well, that's the thing. They put they put one of the Televisa guys to be in charge of the of the Atlas, you know, and he didn't have like experience with. Well, with yeah. So, but I now, mean, did he go to the to the Johan Cruyff School of of soccer management? No. Well, that's the funny thing because you know, Teresteca also owns Morelia. They sort of led Morelia to their own vices, and Morelia's been doing really good with with less budget, and they've been they've been doing you know. I'll tell you what, that's, good that's, for that's what they have. Coach, that's another coach I would I, I would I would keep an eye on. Um, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily for this for this go round, but as Roberto Hernandez is that his name? He's been really good. He's a he has done, as you pointed out, you know Morelia is in is in is in fifth or sixth place. I mean they're having a really good. A really good and, tournament, and they sold their their best striker right after the world. I mean, right, yeah, right after the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, they, they have been they have been really good over the past and then last season too. I mean, you know, they were in, in the, was it the semifinals? Yeah, they were in the semifinals. I mean, they they have had uh, well, they're in uh, ninth place, but twelve. I mean, they're they're two points out of third place, Morelia. With with twelve, so, yeah, and, and with a squad that's not you know anything to write home about. You know who else is playing well? Juan? Is is Querétaro with your with your boy, Tugayo. 
Pues my gallo. Yeah. The new uh, move over, move over, Chepel. Oh, there's a, okay. There's, 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 a, there's a younger, a, yes. a, a newer model in town. It is. Yes. You know, I'm better, I'm, I'm better looking than you. He is. I'm younger than you. <laughs> yeah, they're in sixth place. They are in Liguilla as of now. They, they, the, the team that we were just singing their praises, they put a, a whooping on them. Uh, four to one last week at the beating beating Mora in in Michoacan. Wow! They were able to uh, to at do the Morelos that. Stadium. Um, they they beat Pumas uh, in in the in the in the in the jornada doble in in Seu. They got another they got another young kid by the name of Marcel Ruiz. That uh, isn't it amazing how like the younger the kid, if they uh, if they show any, any flashes at all, everyone's thinking, oh, this is going to be the next. Yes. You know whatever. You know they don't ever do it with the twenty-two-year-olds, but it's but but boy, boy, if you're sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and you show anything, you're like you're you're automatically considered the next super duper superstar. But yeah, but they they have been playing well as well. Querétaro has uh, the they're they're very close to making their games appoint appointment viewing, very close. Not uh, not quite there yet. Of course, we we can't we can't go on Joel without without talking about what Cruz Azul has done. Once again, back at the Azteca, winning convincingly over over a poor Veracruz team that just it just uh, they are they are so far back on the uh, yeah on the in the porcentual they lose four to one and and Cruz Azul has yet to lose they have twenty points they are they are in in how many there's yeah, nine the games one? left and the other need are six points they get six points in nine games in the end of the year they're the only undefeated team left in the in the in the league, so yeah, six wins, two ties, uh, and they've played some of the stronger teams. They they already played the two finalists from last season, Santos and Toluca, which That's they right. won and tied. Uh, so yeah, they are they're doing good, man. They're doing a good job of managing that team, and they should be candidates come Liguilla time. Oh, I mean, they should for be the playoffs. Teams. Should be the Canada come league. Roberto Alvarado scored another terrific goal for Cruz Azul. Uh, uh, Patrulla uh, Elias Hernandez has uh, kind of had, you know, that that bit of a you know of a renaissance uh, playing back at, uh, at Cruz Azul. Uh, Caraglio has been uh, is it Caraglio is that the guy? Yeah, the, the forwards. Yes, he's, he's been solid. Their signings have been solid. It is just a solid, yeah. solid team. And the guy they kept, who was. Had been a total buzz. Carterucho has been, even he started playing good. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, they, they, they are uh, now. Would that make Caixinha then, if if they waited till the end of the season, would he would he be that name that uh, that, uh, that, that that no one's talking about yet to uh, to take over the uh, national team? Who knows, man? With Caixinha, it's it's you know. If, if we're looking for consistency, Tuca hands down, man, because Caixinha, he hasn't been a consistent coach. And and like how we talked about here a lot, Pelayas has been one of the major factors in that Cruz Azul turnaround. He does a lot of the heavy lifting where Caixinha just has to worry about, you know, the X's and O's come game time. Uh, but if you take a look at just Caixinha's record, 
it's not that good. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. He did win that league with Santos, but yeah, other than that... Eight, he was an eight seed when he won that too, let's not forget. And that was because Tigres was in the middle of the Libertadores. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, you're right, though. It's But, you know, you have to remember, this is Liga Mekis and... You know, they always go, they always look at the yeah. hot hand and, you know, the, the, the flavor no, of no, the month. No one's hand has been hotter right now, at least, than, than, than Kesha. I personally, I don't think he's a candidate at all. I think that, uh, like I said, if it's not Duke out of the league, to me, Diego Alonso is going to be the guy because I think that he uh, checks out all the uh, all the boxes that you had described. Yeah, earlier. well, he has Monterrey in second place. Yeah. He's just, you know, and then right. Piojo. Piojo's in third, man. Yeah, and Piojo is the is the, you know, Piojo is the guy. If Almeida says no, then then Piojo, Piojo gets the. Call. I think it's, I think it's the other way around, John. <laughs> I think Televisa is is loyal to their boys, and I think Televisa would choose Piojo over Almeida, man, Mati, and what his agent did that showing that email for the contract that. Uh, what was it? How do you say it, Johnson? I forget the word. Uh, to, to terminate, to terminate the contract. I'm thinking in Spanish, oh, man. Re- when they rescind the contract. Re- re- yeah, there you go. I'm, I was thinking the word, that, like, and I'm thinking in Spanish. I'll, yeah, he, he, you know, to. No, hablamos to... español aquí, güey. No, no, no te preocupes. Yeah, well, to show, to show that. To show that, you know... It was to, a dick move. It was not a, yeah, was not to a show, dick move. Showing it to the media was like, man, it's it's you don't want to expose that. And then just recently we had the double contract thing. Uh, right. Yeah, it, it's amazing double... how, how you just don't ever really hear that much about like the, the, the business side. Like You never hear how much a TV contract is. You just heard that they signed it. They'll never tell you how much <laughs> it was for. Yeah. I mean, you gotta see the, the the league owners seeing that, and they're like, "I mean, what legal. if we fire this guy? This guy's gonna, right? You know, just expose us even more." So it's like, "Nah, we don't need that." We, we don't can't. We to. can't forget. We can't forget that when uh, the the national team contract came up, you know, they they found a secret clause at the eleventh hour. Here's, here's in the, the fine print that they exactly <laughs> said, "Oh, but as it turns out, that you guys you guys do have right." Uh, Right, right, of, right of first refusal. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Hey. You're winning. So and, and John, I, I'm going to pat myself in the back because when, when they did the whole contract thing, I said, this guy, if he was a candidate, he's no longer one of the main ones. And, and that's when everyone. You was, did. We, was, we all, we was, all came at, we all came at you with our pitchforks <laughs> and torches. Wanted to burn you at the yeah, everyone was vouching for it. Everyone was thinking that Almeida was the next, you know. He pretty much just waiting for it to be official. And, and now he's not even, you don't, you haven't heard of him in a while so now. He'd been practicing his, his signature. You know, like, like, like when you're, when you're, when you're a kid and you're trying to figure out how you're, how, yeah, what's my signature going to look like as I'm older? You <laughs> He's practicing. This is me writing on like my signature on the on 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 the official contract on on the under the table contract, <laughs> the, the tax contract. That's right, yeah. He's, and, he's, and the selfies. Where is Cheekies? Is he drinking more Tiger's milk? I haven't heard him in a couple minutes. Leche de tigre. 
Are you? Do you have a no? Is, <laughs> is leche de tigre something that, that you may not have been uh, permitted to have? Oh no, it's all good. Okay, I'm just checking. Not like it's, tiger blood. Because leche de tigre to me sounds like agua ardiente. It sounds like you know something that uh, you may want to be careful with drinking. Man, leche de tigre sounds like something else to me. <laughs> well, there is that too. <laughs> Oh, oh, snap. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still want to show me your cucumber? Did it smell like bleach? Thank you, Joel, for letting me play that. My favorite one. <laughs> I do like that. I'm, I'm glad that it's back in the back in the rotation. I forgot. I forgot that we had it for for so long. Well, I, is is it time, boys, to? Uh, uh, talk a little Chivas for uh, for our, our our Chivas fans. I know that we've yeah. sometimes we go yeah. heavy into it. We only have one Chiva tonight, so it's not it's not as fun. Yeah. It's what? <laughs> but uh, if I'm not mistaken, Chiquis, I remember last week we had we had some very happy, which is very rare, you know, because Chivas fans are usually yeah. like uh, like 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 Eeyore in. Uh, <laughs> And Winnie the Pooh, you know, most most of the time, they were happy. Giddy, one said, "Well, it's not going to." It said it's going to be a draw, but but hey, you know, it wouldn't shock me if if, if they won. So so we had I, that. Yeah. Then we had another one saying, "Not only are Chivas going to win, they're going to win the 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 whole. They're going to win the league. I make his title. They're going to win the whole." Damn. So, <laughs> yeah. So it was. Uh, it was. It was. They were very bullish on Chivas's chances, and what like. Ten minutes into the game, one uh, one of a, of a series of bad mistakes that the that the uh, Chivas defense yeah, made. They lose three to one at home again. So once again, Chivas, yes. despite winning at home in their previous outing, has uh, has has won only three times in the, like the last six years at, at, at the Only Life. It's been a lot. It's just a terrible, terrible home record. Yeah, I'm willing to I'm willing to discount that that game as sort of an off game, and sort of give Chivas credit that they just they just weren't in it. And plus, their goalkeeper their goalkeeper made a huge just huge mistake, messing around with the ball and just gave it up for a goal. So uh, I think that was a little this this loss is a little bit worse than people think. Um, but Pachuca was without Eddie Gutierrez, and uh, they had a new guy. Uh, no, I forget his name. A new guy come in and played pretty well. So, as 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 a Chivas as a Chivas fan, Joel. Professor, without knowing precisely what the danger is, would you say it's time for our viewers to crack each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside? <laughs> <laughs> is it time, Joel, or, or not quite yet? No, I mean. I think that the nine points they did, that was better than they could have expected. Uh, well, you you said nine points out, out of the four games. Yeah. So yeah, so in they, that in that sense, once again, I, I need to come up with with some way to to uh, to to pat you to pat you on the back <laughs> with with some audio. I'm gonna have to yeah. I'm gonna have to figure out a good one for that. Yeah, if they hadn't done those, if they if they've gotten to that. Without nine points, I would it would have been more concerning. But it was a slip up, and and you could expect a few more because some of these guys, 
you know, there's there's still fairly green, which like the goalkeeper, you know, he's he's still very inexperienced when it comes to these type of games. Uh, so I I think it just the growing pains of having some of these younger players out there. So if 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 you if you pat yourself in the back, can we play this for you, Hoyle? <laughs> Did that work? That reminds me of when the, the fruit truck would arrive. That's right. And you go out, and then you could just get you could buy snacks too. <laughs> so, um, so so you're nine out of twelve points. It was it was it was a bad showing. They they get. To, are you gonna go, Joel? It's it's right down the street from where you are right now. The, this no. weekend, the the, the Clásico. No, sir, not going to the Molero, man. You're not. Uh, you're not giving them your money. You're not. You're not even going to represent Cantina MX, Joel, in the in the press I think box. it's a. You know, I think it's a good game for Chivas. I think it's a better game for Chivas than it is for America. There's so much pressure right now in America to to lift the cup. You know, to 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 win the league title. And you don't really need this Chivas distraction. Chivas doesn't have that kind of pressure. Not to not to win the championship. Isn't know? that the problem with Chivas though? It is. It is. That, that they don't have that pressure year in year out. They, yeah, they should have it, but you know the fans—they've grown complacent. But I, I think when you have a team and, and you have so many young players, uh, it's just yeah, it's, it's just perfect for them. As know? As a, as as a lifelong Chivas fan, and one time I said that uh, that Rigo was a Chivas fan that Hueso Colorado, and I thought you, that you were offended a little because I didn't I've never called you a Chivas fan that Hueso. But you're a Chivas <laughs> fan that Hueso Colorado. <laughs> of, of that, there's no doubt. I mean, we we cut you open and you bleed raya. I mean, that's just yes. what it is. You have sangre rayada. There's there's no other <laughs> way to put it. And as someone who and I know that you've been yourself been complacent and down, but but doesn't it doesn't it bother you as a fan that that that, that the main fan base is like, oh well, you know, because because they just have never been a been a part of of of, of, of Chivas teams that were. I mean, they may not have won it, but you know, hey man, these guys are they're going to be in it season in season out. Or maybe I'm being naive. Has that has that just not happened in your in, in your personal lifetime? No, I you know I came to terms with with this. It's just part of Mexican culture, just the way we view football. You know, I I I wrote it in the big soccer a long time ago that Liga MX didn't have any like, big teams. The the way we we talk about big teams, you know. Right. And uh, I remember catching a lot of heat for that, <laughs> but I, I just think it's it's just the culture that that we have. Well, you know, Chivas is, is a very here. popular team. Um, you know, they, 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 if they're going on the road, especially when they go to like the non-major cities, when they go to Puebla, when they go to, and I want to catch hell for this, but Tijuana and, you know, basically not Mexico City, Monterrey, essentially. And, you know, they're going to fill up 60, 60, 70% of the stadium with, with their fans. So Chivas fans pretty much, you know, they play on the road, at home on the road as much as they, well, as much as they do at home. But but those but but it seems like but that those fans are probably a little better, Chivas fans because they don't get to see Chivas every you know every every other week, they see them once a year, so they're yeah. a little more. It's kind of like the, when the three goes to Monterrey, you know the three the Monterrey loves the three because you know they they play Monterrey every five years. Well, the changing the, the changing venue hurt them, 
It, it really did hurt them. And uh, the ticket prices hurt them, too. Well, yeah, that was part of the thing, well, you know. Here's, here's my thing about ticket prices. And maybe you guys can agree with or disagree with me. Is it, is, is it better to have, have you know, you have 40,000 capacity and you sell your tickets at 100 and only 50 show up? Or you lower the price and have, you know, you sell them, you know, not say for half that, but for like three quarters of that. Wouldn't it be better to lower the price and have more people? Because more people show up, they're going to be, you know, drinking more of your beer, eating more of your food, taking up more of your parking spaces. No, I agree. But but you also have to factor in, you know, how much money, if they're going to lose money by lowering the prices, because you still have to pay for it. Well, that's you know, the thing. Just pay are, the staff are, and all this other the light bill. Are they going <laughs> to lose money? That 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 that's my that's. I, yeah, I think because I, think I mean, aren't they, they losing been. money if they if they only have forty percent capacity at a hundred? I mean, I guess I could get my calculator figure this out. You know, by you know, if there was, if there was only some way that we could we could punch these numbers in, and. Uh, well, I figured and, that that they take it that if they lower the price, you're, you're getting the the same people that are still going and that you won't get that many more people that aren't going, you know, just because how far it is. That's the other thing we talked about since they move, it's further, it's further right. away from the city. I mean, it, 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 it's in, it's in Zapopan, is it not? Yeah. And then just to get there and then to get out, it's just a pain. It's a big hassle. So people don't like going there. So that, so the, the hassle just isn't worth it. Not if you could watch it at home, man. <laughs> and with HDTV, I mean, it's almost like you're there. Yeah, you don't have to over. You have to pay for parking. You know, the bathrooms just down the hall. Right. Oh, Pumas is uh, Pumas is in the Copa Mekis uh, next round. That's uh, always good news. Always good news. Nice, good news. There's, it's looking pretty good. That's going to be a good little quadrangular. They scored the second goal. They scored a third goal. Third? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Pumas got a big win over the weekend. They they, they won in León, which is always uh, you know one of the more difficult places to get a win. And, and, and León, there was on the rise. Yes, it was. And and Pumas came yes. down and, and and smacked that down like. <laughs> no, they uh, they they, uh, they they did get a win again. They they. They survived because they were they were up a man, and for some reason that's when the coach decides to, you know, to play like they're Haiti playing Italy, and just just goes into complete panic, and you have to like you have to white knuckle the last ten minutes, you know, to, to you know, hopefully they'll, they'll they'll make it through, but uh, no, but Pumas got to win. Uh, they're, they're they're back they're back on song. They're back in third place. Uh, you know, to me an unexpected win. I don't think that they were. Uh, I wouldn't know if they were favored or not, but uh, I certainly wasn't. Uh, John, they're they're in fourth. Hey, hey, they are in third place. <laughs> what? They, they they might say it might say four in the table, but the team above them they tied. <laughs> no, actually, you're right because I think America has one more goal, so you're right. They are in fourth place. Yeah, they're tied in points, which is. But America has the plus seven, and Pumas has the plus six. I you don't have to. They were in third place before <laughs> the America game. <laughs> Where, where it was like a blunder in Pumas, right? If I'm not mistaken, John. Pumas should have taken that game. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to play this game, Hoyt? Oh, is, is this the is this, this the game we're gonna play? It's just my turn to dish some of it out, John. But I... No, you're right because I I do I do lay it on pretty thick to you. So. <laughs> but it's only it's only because I'm so old, Hoyt, that I have a memory about stuff. 
you know, you know, I, you know, I, I saw, I saw Puebla beat Guadalajara in 1983 to to win the fight. I was, I, and I'm not gonna lie, I was rooting for Puebla. You're rooting for Puebla. Was that? I was rooting. For, was that La Puente as coach? That I couldn't tell you, but it was it was the final after the semifinal where where Chivas and America had their big fight, their like big the biggest fight, fight. Yeah. the big brawl. Yeah, and I remember watching Fisty that. Cuffs. I, remember I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't remember that. I couldn't remember <laughs> what was happening. Like, you got to be kidding me! This is crazy. Hermosillo was in there, right? I think he chased one of the Chivas guys. Uh, I think so. I can't. I mean, I can't. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I was. 11 years old, and it wasn't a team that I followed, so I couldn't tell you who's, who's on those teams. You know, the only America guy I remember was, was Norberto Otis. Oh, who was, who was it's there, Argentine? Right? Yeah, their striker. The Argentine, you know. or? Yes, he was from Argentina. Uh, he was their striker. He was really good. But, uh, I mean, it just it was teams that I didn't follow. Didn't they have, like, Gato Chavez? Was that their goalie at the, back then? Or was that later? Oh, I, don't, I don't recall, John. I just remember hearing out this name, because I think he did he worked doing some commentary for a while. I, I, with, with, if I'm not mistaken, with um, in Fútbol de Primera with um, oh man, with Cantor, I think he was he was with him for a while. Right. Yeah. So so Pumas is up top. We we mentioned Cruz Azul, America, Monterrey. I mean, it it, it really is. It's uh, if 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 positions hold. Liga Mekis could be seen, at least the TV folk could be seen. Hey, man, we're gonna have some some very popular teams playing each other in in the uh, in the Liga, which is gonna be good for us, especially good during you know, during the holiday season. So, by the way, I have to admit that 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 final that was on Christmas night uh, a couple of years ago was fantastic. That was uh, that was a great way to, uh, to 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 put a to to have a nightcap for for, for Christmas was to have that game on. Very, uh, very exciting. Very, a lot, a lot of fun stuff. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've noticed that the Liga Mekis they've been moving the horarios around somewhat. They're 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 playing they're playing with the four o'clock on uh, on Sunday. So I'm I'm thinking that uh, again, obviously listening to the show, guys, I'm thinking that Monday night football might not be uh, too far off. See that, and, and and if I were one of these little televisoras, I would say, how much you know, go to FMF. Hey, you know, let's you know that way you don't have to worry about you know who gets the home con, whatever it is. Just yeah, you know, somebody said uh, somebody on on Twitter responds to you know the laugh, you know, like they're going to go up against the NFL. Yeah, they, they go up against the NFL for for eight weeks a year. So yeah, why not? You know, they they they, they, they play another twenty six weeks. So I, I think that it's I think that they can handle that. To me, to me that that statement that's apples and oranges, and we, I had a sort of a big discussion about that with some people. It, it goes in line that NFL comment. I don't think it does go against the NFL. I think soccer fans are soccer fans, NFL fans are NFL fans, and they're two separate. They're two separate fan bases that don't overlap. So that is entirely not true because you're talking to somebody that is a. Big NFL fan and a big. Well, NFL I think fan. you're in the minority. You're in the you're in the large minority, or a huge minority. Or well, I don't think it'll have that much of an effect either. But you have to. I mean, but you do understand that, that they do show the NFL in Mexico too. So it's not like it, it, it's just something that, that that that's being shown up here. But 
but I but but I agree with you that I mean I do think that uh, in in that sense you know there might be some separation, but I mean I just, I just don't think that it would affect the ratings all that much going up against the NFL. Yeah, and, and and let's be honest. I mean, by the if if you start the game at seven or eight, and then by the time by the time it's over, uh, you know you can have to watch the the second half of the NFL game. Yeah, so. and I'm sure like America did uh, with their research and opening an office in New York City. I'm sure League MX are doing their research, and they would feel comfortable after that research um, putting games on Monday night. If they do that, I'm sure they're backed by research. If they do decide to go to Monday night, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, they're only going up against the NFL for for two months because I mean, the NFL starts this week, and Liga Mekis is already in what what week is it? Week ten coming up? Week nine? Week ten? So, and and and, and again, and you have you have another 26 weeks a year where you don't go up against the NFL. So I I just don't see the NFL as that much of a problem for them. For this, for 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 twenty five percent of your games, not that big a deal. So I, I think it'll be fun, and I think that that's something that they should certainly consider. Uh, I, I mean, we're looking at uh, the looks like, looking like the way that they're setting up is they're having either one or two on a Friday, and then they have four on Saturday, and lately they've been having three on Sunday, and I'm thinking that they're gonna. I think Pumas is gonna is gonna go from that noon to four, and I think Toluca is gonna do it too. So it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a four and six on Sunday, and then have the uh, the nooner then moves over to the uh, to, to to do Monday night. And let's face it, I mean it's better to have a have a you know a Monday night than a, than a, than a nooner. Although as much as I love the nooners, just because again you get it out of the way and you have you know blow your whole day, but but Monday night I think would be would would be very exciting, a great way for Liga Mekis to uh, to get publicity that they otherwise wouldn't get. Just yeah, my, that should be interesting. Uh, just my personal opinion, but but they have, but they have been they have been moving around the audios, which I think is uh, is a step in the right direction for them for Liga Mekis. Gentlemen, we've been on for about uh, an hour and a half or so. Uh, Joel, is there a, is there is there any uh, another topic that you'd want to bring up before we uh, start winding down? Uh, no, I think we should though um, give a bit of a preview of of next week's jornada. You know, I have that Joel. Hang on a second. El America es una mierda. Man, I keep hitting that oh, wrong man. button. I was supposed to be a quote, and, and I keep hitting that wrong button. You know, I'm not. It's not even labeled, Joel. Uh, I've tried to like like eliminate it, but 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 uh, but there it is. Well, the next jornada, Joel, is not is, is not until not this week, but the following week, because this week is an international FIFA day where the UEFA League of Nations has started. Now, here, Joel, I think that this is where folks may not understand that yes, a lot of European teams will be playing each other during the UEFA League of Nations, but they, but they have one in, in the League of Nations, and on the second friendly date, it's open. So oh. there will still be chances for teams like Mexico, the U.S., Costa Rica, etc., Peru, as a matter of fact, are playing Germany 
in Germany. Um, as the, as and this is after Germany plays France to start to start the League of Nations. They'll have uh, mm. they'll be playing Peru. So the, the even though Concacaf has their League of Nations the, and, 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 it, and it is set up the exact same way on that second friendly, Mexico is going to have the opportunity to uh, to play elsewhere. And uh, if if Tuca has any say, oh, I do I, I do actually have another topic I want to bring up uh, before we ah uh, uh, yes uh, yes. But but if Tuca has any say, I'm guessing he's going to say, "Hey, let's yeah, okay, let you know, let's play in the states, but instead of six times a year, let's cut that down to like two or three. One, it makes the demand better because you know the, the 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 games now they're not they're not selling out like they used to. There's only you know they're it's not the hot ticket it used to be, but it, it, it can be again. And then go to South America, go you know go play Egypt and Cairo, go play uh, you know teams in Europe. That's going to rustle some feathers because uh, it seems to me that the Federation enjoys going to all these cities in the U.S. to satisfy fans that are all over the place, Mexicans well, that are. I do, I, I do, I do agree with you there, but uh, but I mean, you've been to the last couple of uh, of games as I have, and and those fans are not coming the way they used to. Yeah, they're not filling up the stadium the way they used to. So, uh, you know, I think that there's that to take into consideration. You know, our, our buddy Juan Carlos Osorio kind of kind of put Mexico in a really tough position because remember when he'd wear his little message shirts, cero excusas, you know, whatever it was that his shirt said. What what, what was the one thing that that had to be on that shirt that wasn't on that shirt? An Adidas logo. So the, their contract is up, and Adidas is. The little piece of paper that they're pushing across the table has a number that it's not very agreeable to Mexico right now, and a lot of that is because it's due to the fact that Osorio was wearing his little message shirts without uh, without their branding on it. So I'm not saying that they're a breach of contract, but you know that's uh, if you have a picture of the coach and he's on the practice field with your players and they're wearing Adidas and he isn't. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's problematic, and I'm not so sure that Adidas is going to be Mexico's uh, supplier. Uh, so if, if there's if, like that company Chapi, if, if 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 they wanted to jump on something, like ABBA did and then Atletica did, in in, in recent history, it's a really good chance for them. And the thing is, is that is that you know, Adidas is the, the numbers is obviously not going up; it's gone down. So there the, the, there are some folks that, that that might have a real good opportunity here. But unfortunately for Mexico, I think that their revenue is going to be uh, is going to take a little bit of a hit because they're not going to make the the T-shirt money that they made before. Do you think that Juan Carlos Osorio will use those uh, motivational message T-shirts down in uh, Asunción? Hakusion, I, I think he he has mo. I think he's gonna stick to it. Will that play with the Guarani? Yeah, they seem pretty laid back people. So if, if not Adidas Joel, then uh, then who? Well, there's Nike, uh, Pumas, who has done a strong push in Mexico. Uh, you know. Uh, right. And then there's what that arm, Under Armour, uh, and 
I think those would be the main candidates. I kind of I, I like the fact that Mexico is Adidas, or at least at least was. I don't know if, I don't know if they will continue to be. Under Armour intrigues me. Um, I, I do think that the company like Chadley has has a really has a really good chance. As well, but but I don't necessarily think it's going to be Adidas. And if it isn't Adidas, then you can thank uh, if you're an Adidas fan, if you're like wearing the Adidas clover with your Mexico shirts, then uh, you will know who to blame. Blame Joel, as uh, as as we all do here on the Cantina Mexico podcast. Joel, your 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 Walter Mercado skills, uh, as as you have pointed out, have been have been tremendous on on, on the show. Thank, they, thank you, sir. Uh, you have done uh, you have done very well with that. You should you should be you should be proud of yourself, Hoyt. I think that 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 maybe we need to uh, we need to have a a, a separate uh, a separate segment for you when you come up with uh, <laughs> with 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 two or three uh, predictions. And, we'll, and and it won't you know and, and 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 you know I would joke by playing the you know the the conspiracy music, but you know this is. This is not conspiracy talk. I mean, you 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 analyze the situation. You say it's going to happen, like A, B, and C. You know, it's it's almost it's almost like you're like like you're Fernando. You, <laughs> you, you've broken it down so well. You know, like, oh man! You know, and, and 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 we laugh about that. But if if, if you go back and, and and think about some of Fernando's predictions that that he had that we just would. No, but you know, yeah, we could go back because I, I'll tell you, John. Uh, he he changed the stance a lot of times, like the whole Campionissimo thing. He didn't come up with that. He was just saying they were winning. He would they were winning on cup, and then that's when Chiquis told him, "Are you saying that that uh, Chivas is good enough to win the the cup, but not the league?" And then he just went with it. <laughs> he's he's the governor, man. He he uh. Cause all, dude, all his Monterrey stuff was—he never got anything right with the but it anything wasn't, regarding fact, his was, team. He he he, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he 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 his his prediction about Giovanni turning into oh you know, he, he he well that one he did the, say that yeah it, but but that's that's that was just based on you know he he's not even he's like all right he came to MLS he would probably say the same thing about Vela and look at him now man Vela right. is. Bella's doing everything we thought Gio was going to do. And, and I got to say, with Gio, it's more mental because when he arrived, he was very similar to Bella. Every game, he had like a goal or an assist or both. And then and then even though his brother came, which we thought, okay, it's, his brother Jonah is here now, both of them. Yeah, and it ended up being being uh, being worse for 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 Giovanni having his brother there than better. It, it would be interesting to try to find out like what's going on, man. What, what happened with him? Like what's what's eating up at him, man? Because it's something yeah. must be there, man. I, I, I mean, it's it's now is 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 it, is it you or, or or profit that they're that they're partying with? Because it's no, not me. I'm no. I'm a married man. I don't I don't go out. I'm not out out and about on the weekends. Your uh, your your hall pass expires at uh, at seven p.m. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, 
Fernando, you know, once again, you know, you know, we we had a, we have, we have a sage in in Joel, we have a sage, we had a sage in Fernando. And but, uh, I will say about Fernando is that at least he was he was consistent in his convictions. You know, he was he was not one that you were able to uh, to to. I mean, and, and this goes I'm back a, to his, his governor. The, the the you know back to his days on. Uh, I don't know if he's even on Big Soccer. I have no idea. But uh, you no, know, he his, got his, banned. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he was banned. <laughs> like, like not even red card, but straight up banned, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I'm 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 pretty sure that when Bill Archer wrote that really nasty uh, response to me, I'm pretty sure that he was really writing it to Fernando and not me. Just yeah. you know, guilt by association because I was Mexican. Oh, because apparently so I mean I, I didn't read the comments. to him too. Yeah, I didn't read the comments, <laughs> but I mean, apparently Fernando was just up up. Just I don't remember, remember what happened, but yeah, but, but what he wrote to, to me, I was I was like, dude. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, uh, I really didn't understand, you know, why he attacked me. I mean, all I did was point out what had happened. You know, I, there was no, the, the only, the only kind of comment I made was, uh, and, and, and it wasn't, and it wasn't just Bill Archer that I was, that I was, uh, pointed out. It was, it was pretty much the entire U.S. soccer media that just, they thought that, that Chuck Blazer was just like the greatest guy in the world. I thought this guy's terrific. You know, and uh, so I called it image laundering because 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 that's what it was. I mean, they they just you know anytime anybody point out this guy's a cr-, I mean Bill would be very defensive about it. And uh, you know, you said you 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 show me one thing where he you know did you know A B C or D or whatever it was, and, and you know it turns out that he was you know the the biggest crook of them all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was. I- I, I remember he wrote a long time ago. This is way back. And he was talking about Jack Warner. And he was. Yeah, I can't imagine. writing something about him. Jack Warner. And I, I put in the comments if you're a U.S. fan, you want to root for Jack Warner. Because <laughs> he's, he's helped the region grow. I mean, you guys host just about every Gold Cup. You know? That's pretty much filled the coffers of right. USSF. You know, that's that's and, and, a lot of and, money. And, that's and, and, and for years. That, no, no, it did, yeah. But if you're the Fed, I mean, think about how much more money you're getting that you wouldn't have been getting. You know, you get to host a tournament every two years, uh, and and it just and it helps also like your team. You improve your chances of, of lifting the cup. Because, you know, uh, yeah, cause you're a team like Costa Rica, yeah, teams like Costa Rica, maybe Guatemala, if they were to host it as they did in the past, they would, Honduras, I should say, they would have lifted, they would have had a couple gold cups as well. If you go back to when the, when, when, when the tournament used to rotate, those teams would win it. As soon as, as soon as it came to the U.S., it became a U.S.-Mexico affair. Right. But, but I'm like, hey man, you, this guy's done a lot. <laughs> as cricket as he may be, he's he's done a lot to to help the sport in this country. He has, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, for the wrong reasons, but he yeah. it still helped. 
Well, you know, he wanted to get paid. You know, he he, he did what you said, but he also wanted yeah. to. Yeah, well, they knew where the where the biggest paycheck was going to be at. Oh, yeah. You know, that's why that's why you're seeing what's happening in uh in Argentina is that you know people have seen what Grondona was able to accomplish. You know, and I say accomplish in air quotes. And so, yeah, I, I can see why people are. You know, as as you said, Hoyt, it's Game of Thrones right now, and. In Argentina, I mean, they are, you know, at war with each other to try to get that, to try to get the throne, because of what, uh, of, of of what it means. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, soccer is uh, is an ugly business, in a lot of ways, because it's just that it's business, and you know, business is is not pretty. But a lot of uh, you know, we, we a lot of us as fans tend to forget that that it, that it is a business, and uh, you know, we think that it should be for whatever reason. We think that the the the, the way that the sport is played, the where, where where there's honor, discipline, blah blah blah, that that that, that those same principles should be res- should be respected on the business side, and you know, we we think that that's how it should be, and we fall for it every time. And you know we 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 go right back and thinking that, and then something else happens to show that oh, you know, we just as fans we never learn when when it comes to that to that side of that. So well, I certainly don't want to end it on a down note. <laughs> no, I, we, we, so we we've talked about. Uh, uh, the, the coaching and the Liga. I mean, we have the one thing we have to talk about the games, and, and, and frankly, there's really not much to talk about the games. But is there, it, 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 if you were to have to stumble, if you were happen to you know be channel surfing OL and you and you happen to catch the game, is 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 is, is there anything that you would that you would that you would like happen on the on the pitch like, oh, I might want to watch this. Is there anyone that you're like, hmm, I want to see what they could do? No, not not really. Not really, to be honest. So I gonna, pretty much know what to expect. You're going to put on Sábado Gigante where you know what you're going to So Sábado Gigante is going to be less predictable for you to win than the, uh, than the, 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 the friendly. Wait, what happened? Sábado Gigante is going to be less, less predictable than what's going to happen on the friendly. <laughs> no, it's not about, yeah... Yeah, it's just the process, man. We we've been we've been on this ride plenty of times, John. Time you to know? saddle up. Time to saddle up again. Got a got a new horse. We gotta we gotta rein in. Yeah, we we've. I, I'm not getting till we get to this, at least to a, the first tournament, just to see how how some of these players react. Now, will we see a lot of these young players play in the Gold Cup, or are we going to see the uh, the Herreras and the Velas and the Geos and and those? Uh, it's going to be a mix. You can't leave out some of those guys just because, you know, they're tied to sponsorships and, and just how popular they are. So, I mean, yeah, like Herrera and, and they were – I think uh, – this guy, this 
this, this dude from ESPN, I forgot, he was doing, um, he was doing like the math and he said that by next World Cup, about 15 players are going to be like in their mid thirties from, from, from the, from the, he said because the average age of the Mexican national team at the 2018 World Cup was 29 years old. Yeah, it was one of the oldest and, teams in the world. Yeah, second second oldest. So in four years, and that was and, and let's well, let's let's back that up and say, even with Rafa on the team, it was one of the oldest teams in the World Cup. Yeah, Rafa was. Yeah, he didn't, skew, he didn't he didn't skew it all that much. Yeah, yeah. So that that group, the majority, come Qatar 2022. They're all going to be like in their early to mid thirties, and for a lot of those players at that point, they 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 had already peaked. Uh, I think Ochoa is safe. We've seen goalkeepers could play well into their forties or longer if you're Conejo Perez, like right. Conejo Conejo Sores Rex. Um, so, so I I do think. You you start slowly facing some of these guys out, which is what what um, Tuca was talking about in one of the one of his interviews when he said, you know, Chicharito's going to be what thirty three, you know, it's kind of discounting him. <laughs> I right. was like, damn. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's it, it's it's better to to give all those younger guys just to let them. Let them have have their moment. Well, they're going to have plenty of tournaments. They're going to have the uh, they're going to have the Gold Cup, obviously. Then they'll have the Preolimpico, and then they'll have the uh, the, the the Olympics if, if and the league to qualify. And then the league, and the, of course, the Concacaf the Concacaf League. Ah, um, yes. Before before we go, Joel, the Concacaf Champions draw was today, and and, oh. and, and, and Chivas. Chivas. Wait, you mean Clubs World Cup? Yes, the club world, the club world cup. Yeah, the club world cup draw was today. Excuse me, that's the Coca Champions. Oh yes, I meant, yes. I meant, the, I meant the, the world, the world cup champions, the club, yes. the club cup champions. <laughs> yeah, is uh, is, and then and then the draw was today. Was held today. Chivas drew the Asian. Whoever wins the Asian, uh, which is which is a tough team, the Asian team. And as we have seen, we've seen Chinese teams beat, beat. America. Okay, Ching. Chingwei, yeah. su madre el America. Yeah. So. <laughs> but that, that Guangzhou team had a a World Cup champion coach with a couple former Brazilian internationals. Yeah, because it, it was big. <laughs> no Phil surprise and, there. You know, Robinho <laughs> was there. I mean, it was it, yeah. was, it was like. Yeah, it was it was it was a pretty struggle. Did, did they have that guy? Was that the same team that ended up going to Barcelona? I think so. Yeah, I mean, but they they had some ridiculous talent right there, you know. Yeah, they were definitely loaded. Um, so, so, so the my my point is 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 that you know whether they're loaded or not, the the first game should never be taken lightly by the because the Mexican teams have proven by losing that game over and over again and by going into extra time and by and by you know sufriendo more everything else. There's no reason to even, to even think. That uh, that it's going to be a flan, and they're going to and they're going to play Real Madrid in the semifinals. 
So yeah, right. Oh man. Yeah. Well, well, good, good thing. Uh, Real Madrid and and Cisu didn't want none of that, so he left, and so did CR7. Well, let me ask you this: as a, as a Chivas fan, so if if Ronaldo was there as a Chivas fan, <laughs> would, would you would you lose bladder control or bowel control? No, no, come on, none of that. No, I no, seen. No. Hey, this is this is the Chivas team that that whooped Barcelona, man. When they had Pep with Pep and Messi on the field, right there. Well, Pep they, on the sidelines. They whooped them. Oh, that's, that's right. That was what yeah. Fabian scored his two. Fabian, is, I think he scored one from a from a bicycle kick. Right. That's when everyone thought Fabian was going to make it big. Well, Fabian had a decent career. I mean, like, like, like. No, no, but I, but at that point, Fabian was painting the bigger picture, man. Yeah, I, I think that he just he, he just uh, he was a victim of uh, of, of numbers, Fabian. Yeah. I I I would have been very happy had he been able to start in the last World Cup and this one because I think I think he's just incredibly talented and, and for whatever reason he just was not favored by by Piojo or by uh, or by uh, Osorio because uh, he 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 is a very dynamic and still and hopefully he'll get to play some. Probably, uh, you know, find a spot because he's not going to play in Turkey. He's not playing in Germany. They're saying well, he, tra- he trained with them today, so he trained with, uh, you know, with his team. They let him back into the training what, with the big boys. Yes, he's training with the big boys. They did take away the number ten from him, though. He's got to use number thirty-three or something like that. Uh, but yes, Chivas would like to recruit him. They'll give him a special contract, play with us up until the end of the season, play the Cubs World Cup, and then you're free to go, man. Man, I would love for Fabian to play the Club World Cup. I would love that. Yeah, I think if he took it serious, you know, if he's like, okay, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go 110, I do think he could he could make Chivas – you know, he, team, he, and the, else. he and La Chofis can make beautiful gold babies together. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it doesn't seem that likely, John. I think Friday is the cutoff date. I thought it was last Friday, but it's this Friday. Oh, it's this Friday. Yeah, it's this Friday. I was thinking the same, but I just, I just read he has until... Well, I hope because, it happens. I mean, well, I mean, he needs to go somewhere. I mean, the dude is plenty talented enough that I mean, he can play. Yeah. Right, because you know, yeah, this this Friday because um, Monterrey was trying to sign another guy, some Argentine, and they were offering eighteen million for him. Well, you know, we're in the wrong business, Hoy. We need to become promoters. <laughs> yeah. We or televangelist. Well, it's kind of the Either. same. Thing. <laughs> It's a, it's kind of the same thing. So Joel does uh, so you, you, does uh, does does he come over, Marco, or does he or does he stay in Europe? Uh, I don't know, man. I think I think uh, it's up to the one two things to consider. One has that club reached their foreigner quota. 
You know, because if they did, that means he's not going to play. Yeah, then he's out. Yeah, he might as well just be with training with the youth team. Uh, and then the second one, does the coach even want him? Because that would be almost the same. You know, he'll just play him in the cup games. Yeah, because his coach, his coach went to Coach Barron, did he not? Yeah, he left. The coach that took him, so he's gone. And does the new guy want him? And I mean, apparently not, because he said you're free to go find other opportunities, and we won't stand in your way. Yeah. So why? I mean, why stay if you have a chance to? If, if you they, know, they play you, first. You can huh? leave on a free transfer. I, oh man, that's just cold blooded. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that's what happened to Ron. Did someone tell Ron he can leave on a free transfer? Because we haven't heard from Ron in a while. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. It's very busy. Um, yeah, so hopefully, like I said, if it's the end of this week, hopefully he will uh, he will be able to have a spot where he can land, and then because like, I, I do think that he has he has one he has one good tournament left in him, whether it's a Gold Cup or an Olympics or or whatever. I think that he uh, he'd be a great if he's playing. He'd be a great uh, uh, refuerzo. They yeah, would, and uh, I mean, there's other league MX teams that want him, so it wouldn't just be. He would look. It good wouldn't just be in the Pumas uniform. Uh, not another chance. Yeah. No, well, I think I think it's it's Cruz Azul was one of the teams, and I think the other one, it could very well be. Um... Damn, hello. Yeah, we're still here. It's it it kind of showed me like it logged out. No, we still got you. We still got you. You're okay. With us. Okay. Um, no, and the other one was probably Monterrey. Like I said, they were trying to capture some Argentine guy. Uh, I forget his name. It's with an M. Um, but but they offered Maradona about eighteen million. No, yeah. sounded like Massa. <laughs> Not to be confused with the defender. Well, hopefully that will uh, that will happen for. For Marquito, because we do we do want to see him play, because I, I think he's a very, uh, I think he's a great player, and then he uh, he has okay. He has it's shown. it's um hold on, I have it here. It's uh it's a player from Independiente, and uh, he turned down the offer though, so he must uh, eighteen million for Maximiliano Mesa. See, I was close with Massa. Yeah, it, 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 it's yeah. like a combination of of Massa and Messi. Yeah, but he didn't want to because he must he must have been already approached by some European team, right. you know. So, well, like like we said, well, hopefully, uh, Marco, you know, again, you know, Pumas. But I think he would look great in the Pumas uniform, and Pumas could really use a play. I mean, Marco could really. I don't know about uh, we lost Chiquis, but he could be. Uh, he could be the missing piece for Pumas, and, and, and I say that in all seriousness. I'm not, I'm not playing around. Yeah, he would, he would be a great no, addition yeah. to that team. He has that that potential and that talent, you know. Absolutely. It's just I, I, but I think he's up there with like Gio, and some of these guys where they don't seem to be like 110, you know. Right. They like uh, they, they have they haven't they, taken their profession as seriously. No, as, as, as like Chicharo. Exactly. 
because Chicharro, he's not as talented as them with the ball on the feet. But this guy, the records he has, <laughs> those guys can't even touch him. I mean, if you if you look at the players that, like all Latin American players that are in Europe, the same time as Chicharro and have scored over a hundred goals, you're gonna come up with a very short list. Right. And and all the and all the players that have done better, they're all at the world class. So you're already comparing Chicharro to world class players, you know, well, even though comparing- he's not one. Well, he. I don't necessarily think that, like, like maybe, maybe overall you could consider Chicharro a quote unquote world class player, but I think that there are things that Chicharro did, and and, and part of his game oh, yeah. that 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 were considered. I mean, world class. No, I, mean, I agree. His, his positioning was. I mean, how many times was he going up against three and four guys, and he always, always found found a spot to to be wide open to receive. I mean, it was it was incredible. Yeah, his position and off the ball movement—it's it's really, it's really Which, impressive. You know, he but, but finished I mean, with whatever part of his body needed to score a goal with, and he was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like when I say world class, it's it's because when you when we think of a world class player, it's it's the players playing in the big teams. You know, here in the the, the Madrid's of Barcelona. Sure, do I understand? The man you yeah, so, and he was. <laughs> And he was in some of those teams. He was in Madrid. He was in Manchester. Right. Um, but and but you, yeah, that's what happened. No, I was just gonna say. And you see, uh, you know, like like in the, in the World Cup, someone's like, you know, why is Belgium in the semifinals? You know, why is Croatia in the semifinals? Well, you know, why can't you know Mexico's as good as Belgium and Croatia? Why can't they be? Saying, you know, and they can be. But again, just look l- l- look at the list of where their top players play, and you go, that's. That's why Mexico's not there because Mexico has good players, but they but they don't have the top players. And and and, and I should say Mexico has, but they're Mexico has top players, but their yeah. top players don't play in in, in in on on the top teams in the top league. Yeah, and the consistency too. But Chicharro did for a long time. You're right. He played at Manchester yeah. United and Real Madrid. And and after before him, you have to go to Rafa Marquez. He was in Barcelona for many years. But other than that, we don't really have players that even like Guardado has been jumping from. He's been a journeyman, right. you know? And and when, like, if you talk about, like, Croatia, yeah, you've had, like, Rakitic and Modric, and they've been in these, these big teams for a long time. Well, they're, so they're just almost shows, their entire careers. Yeah, it just shows their level of quality. So I, I that's... That's a you know. I mean, Lukaku plays for Manchester United. Uh, Eden Hazard plays for Chelsea. De Bruyne plays for Manchester City. I mean, it just you know. Again, I mean, I want I want you know as a Mexico fan, of course, I want Mexico to to, to play well and be but 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 for them to be considered a a top even the top ten team, they need to have you know four or five guys that are playing at that level on on a teams like that, and Mexico just doesn't have that yet. And, and and it's gonna you know if and it's not that that won't happen until after this World Cup if if if, he, if it even happens at all and it can happen anytime soon you know Chucky might be the only one that goes and and plays at at, at a team like that if, yeah. he has, if he had his, if he has a good chance yeah and, it, yeah and it remains to be seen like his his participation in the Champions League is gonna be key to that right. 
Uh, you know, know it's gonna... has a has a massive opportunity ahead of him because if he plays well enough at Wolves, oh yeah, yeah, then he's gonna sign a big contract for a for a, a decent team in England. And uh, so he's so that that is a, a, a you know he the, the, this is his last chance and I think he can do it I think that he has he definitely now he can't miss goals like he missed uh, <laughs> last week you know, yeah, and, you know and I'm not, I I have a hard time making fun of a guy like that for missing like that because it happens I mean you've seen you know you know better players miss worse so it happens I mean I get it you know just don't let it get you down don't let it uh, you know just dust yourself off and, and and come at it again. You know, he'll be fine. Hopefully. So he should be, yeah. Uh, so he has he has a big opportunity ahead of him with uh playing at because uh, it, it's one thing to do it at, at, at Eindhoven. Like Chucky's doing I think Chucky's playing very well. But it's another thing to go up against those defenses and, and, and do it. And he's and he's played well for them. I mean he may not have I think he's only got the one goal. But he's been very I mean he's a very active player. I mean he is uh you know, he's he's one of the few tall forwards like that that actually can control the ball and know what to do with it. You know, most of them usually just like, you know, trap it and then kick it back to the midfielder. You know, you know, he actually has a little uh creativity to go along with his game. So hopefully he'll keep it up. But not those not those can't have those awful misses though. You just can't. You know. You're allowed one a year. He got. He got. You know. He got his done early. Now, you know, next time he'll he'll score those. He has to. It's his job. Hoed, before we go, can you? Uh, you you said that you were you going on a big trip. Going, I am, uh, sir. Where were you headed, Hoed? I'm gonna be in La Madre Patria for about a week. So I'm going to no two weeks. I'm gonna be in uh. Is that, is that Pacoima? In Barcelona. No, no, <laughs> no, no, sir. No. Uh, I'll be in Spain and Portugal. Yeah. Are you gonna go to Madrid and Barcelona, or just Barcelona? No, not not Madrid. Uh, Barcelona, Granada, and Sevilla, and then finish in Lisbon. Yeah, no, uh, Lisbon is is gorgeous. Uh, uh, never, never been. Fun fact about uh-huh. Lisbon: When I was, this was 25 years ago when I was there, I was offered more drugs in Lisbon than I ever was in Amsterdam. <laughs> oh man! And you know, and it's tempting, but the, uh, you know, all the travel books say you know they, they'll basically, you know, sell you whatever and then and then rat you out to the cops ten minutes later, and you know, you, you, yeah. So it uh, everyone everyone makes money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully I'll be meeting up with uh, Martin, you know, at, at, in Barça. So if if time, if there's plenty of time, maybe we could we could do a do a podcast from there. I th- yeah, I think I think I think you should. I think that you should uh, connect from uh, from ba- Barça. Yeah, that would be nice. Vas a vas a regresar, Jorge. Vas a empezar a hablar español. I've been there before. It just it didn't. I, I'm not like that. I, you know, even when I was in Argentina, it didn't. I, I did not. You know, some no, words. No. Some words. I would use some words, but not like. comiendo pollo y no pollo. Yeah, but but you know, like sometimes I see like some people get made fun of because they're saying all oh, they're they're trying to. But but I think it's it's 
it's normal for some people. Like you, you hear it and then you will do it subconsciously. Well, I mean, look at, uh, you know, our buddy, a friend of the show and occasional contributor, uh, Riguayala. I mean, he sounds like he's, you know, a straight up New Yorker. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm on the, I'm on the talk. I mean, occasionally, you know, I'll, I'll slip a little Texas. I mean, I've lived here for 30 some years, so I'll slip a little Texas accent. Oh, but so you're more like me then. You don't, you don't really, your, your, your accent doesn't really change. No, not really. But, uh, but now I, I can make my accent change. And, you know, oh, okay. Do it. Do it occasionally on the show sometimes, you know, just no, for a fact. I would pick up some words just because you hear them a lot, right. you know. So right. you'll pick up a few words here and there. Um, but but, but I've seen people that, that, like, right away they start sounding like that, you know. And But I think it's instinctual to just do it. Like, like, sudden you're... So so just 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 so I understand you're you're going to uh you're going to fly from LA to to Barfa. Yes. First class I'm sure, right? First class. <laughs> and and the yeah, and the cantina and the on cantina money. The cantina money. Yeah. So <laughs> the cantina max no ex, no expense spared for no, no expense spared, and, yeah. And, and I'm assuming that you can't go by yourself. You're going to you're going to want to bring your wife. So we yes. we threw down for, for for two first class tickets from LA to uh you know, you know, on those first class planes, limited I'm, peanuts. They probably, uh, they probably, you probably have like your own little compartment where y'all can sleep. You know, in the, in like like, <laughs> like like a little tiny little room, like a little cot, so you'll be able to stretch out, watch watch some TVs. Um, you land in Barcelona refreshed. You know, you're ready to go, and you can, uh, you know, as I mean, as you said you've been over there, and I'm sure you have. I've been over there too. My, my rule is, if when you go over there, is don't like when you land, don't sleep. You know, stay, stay awake as long as you can, and then you'll be fine with the with the jet lag after that. Coming back is kind uh, of a bitch, though. No, I've always done that because uh, I traveled before, and I, I've I've never been one to knock out. I, I've always stayed up, you know. Right. Yeah, because I and I come with friends, and yeah, they'll go straight to bed. <laughs> so you're gonna go but, to to Barcelona. That that's your home base. And then, then you're going over to, to Granada, which I'm assuming you're going to go see the Alhambra down in Granada. Is that where that is, Granada? Yes. And then, and then Sevilla, which is a, like a very medieval city where they shoot Game yes, of Thrones. Sir. Dorne is represented by Sevilla. Yes, true. It in, is. In Game of Thrones. It's true. And that's my namesake, too. Uh, my mom's last name, yeah. You are Joel Aceves de Sevilla? Yes. Yes, sir. So, so you're gonna go? Uh, are you gonna go see the uh, the Aceves? Is there an Aceves coat of arms there in? in I don't. I don't. No. What? <laughs> I don't know where Aceves comes from. It's it's one of the weird last names. Uh, you can't really peg. Right, and then from there you're gonna you're gonna take the train. I would assume to uh, to Lisbon. I think it was probably made up. You know, from the Frailers. Right. When when they were registering all the indigenas and it's like, right. You know, you know, cause, cause they didn't have written language. So if, if your last name was Tiger Paw, it was like a sound. They're like, ah, oh, fuck it. You're, you're just going to be Gonzalez. Right. So, <laughs> um, and, and then what you said? So they're taking the train to, to Lisbon. Ah, uh, no, I or think you, we're flying. You're flying to this. That's crazy. Are you serious? You're not taking the train? I I don't remember. <laughs> I don't 
I think we're flying, yeah. It's like an hour flight. Yeah, but on the train, you can hang out. You know, it's like four or five hours. You get to see the countryside. Uh, that's true. I don't know if I have five hours, though. Oh, well, I understand that. So you're going to, you're going to Lisbon. Are you, will there be any, any, any soccer games watched on this trip? No, I just thought about it like yesterday or today. I was like, man, I should try to see if I can catch a game. So I'm ahead of Martin because, you know, he's already up in, all up in that. I'm going to see if, I, if, if there's any games, you know. Sure. Yeah, but I'm not like like that like I used to be like like I would have to see it, you know. Well, you're a married man now. Your 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 priorities are different. Yeah, it's true. But even even it's been like that for a while though. Where it's like if I were to go, I mean, yeah, I be, being it would overly be fanatical. See, it'd be great to see Barcelona. I mean, but I, I would love to see like a second division game, like in some. That know, too, yeah. I got yeah. I enjoyed because when I was in in Argentina, I. I I would see Huracan games, and they were in second division. Right. Did, did yeah. they become your team? Are, are you a Are you an Huracan fan? The the Globito. Um, not. I'm sympathetic to them, but they're not. I wouldn't say they're my team. Uh, do you have an Argentina team? I used to be when I started first watching football, and I remember Beto Garcia Aspe. He went to River Plate. So that was my introduction to to Argentine soccer, and I started following River Plate because of, of Beto Aspe, you know. It right. was just really tough back then to to be able to catch a game or to get any info. It was very difficult. Was, well, no wonder, no wonder you, dark you, times. no wonder you and Kit got along so famously. Yeah. <laughs> when he was on the show. So yeah, no, that's that's why I remember all that stuff with like Crespo when you know winning the the Libertadores and how. He had signed for Parma, but you know River kept him till he played, till he played the final, and right. and and then years years go by, and then my Chivas are in a similar position, but ah, they they let him go, man. They let Chicharro go, and uh, not only did they let him go, but they let him go in the second half <laughs> of an exhibition. So yeah, so. So I'm watching Chivas play the, the Libertadores final and, and that same week Chicharro's playing a friendly MLS All Stars. I'm like, really man, you scored a goal. He scored a goal yeah. in the All Stars. <laughs> I was like it just shows just how much a, a lot of the Mexican dirigentes were appreciative of of the Libertadores, you know? Right. You know, Chicharro got, got his his first goal in a, in a game that meant something. It's just it's just hilarious. That's the one that he just like uh, Raúl Jiménez had a tap in, miss yeah. kicks it, hits him in the face, <laughs> and then goes into the net. Well, he scored. He played the friendly two to inaugurate the Zombie Life, the Chivas Stadium. That's and he scored and, for both teams. Yeah, and he scored the first goal for the just first goal ever scored at that stadium. So he scored it uh, wearing the Chiwa shirts, and then the second half he he played as Man U, and he scored it. I think he scored again. <laughs> Unfortunately for Chicharro, I think he's toast. I think his uh, his career is uh, his. Oh man, his his career has deteriorated considerably. And, and again, it's no, it's it happens, and I'm not taking away from you know anything that he's done in the past because I mean, it just goes to show you how great he was. 
in the past that you know as as as, as bad as he's been lately that he still has a reputation enough to be playing for, in the Premier League for a marginal team. But yeah, but he's definitely not. I mean, he's not the player he was in 2011 by any means. And he's gotten better uh, as far as doing other stuff, but as far as you know, just you know, being so on the ball the way he was and and crashing the six yard. But of course, he had an outstanding. You know, they made the Champions League final for God's sake back then too. So they had they obviously had a really good team. And he got really lucky. He, you know, he was, uh, but it was because what we talked about, his positioning is just unparalleled back then. He was, he was really good at, uh, at finding the open spots. So hopefully, uh, but I do think that his career rather is, uh, is on the, definitely on the downside. He needs, he needs to kind of, uh, he'll end up at Chivas, I think next season. Hoyle. It's not MLS. I don't. I, I think that Chicharito is too proud. Too proud to play in MLS. I don't know, man. Once you see all them zeros, yeah, Chivas doesn't have money. I mean, you they'll know, find, they'll they, find they'll find the money. They'll find the money. Well, yeah, they will. He would be coming right when all that sweet TV money yeah, is going to be coming money. in. So, <laughs> uh, who knows, man? Who knows, though. Um, who knows? Because I think MLS uh, yeah, offers more, I just more than. MLS wants to. No, but who was it? Which player? I'm it's not sure. I, I, was... I don't think I don't think Chicharito wants to live in the U.S. I think he wants. I think I personally think he wants to live in Guadalajara. Ah well, I mean, if he visits, you know, Vela, gives him a tour of Brentwood, you know, shows him how close he is from all that fun stuff. I, I agree I for, you that there are neighborhoods in Guadalajara that are as nice, if not nicer than Brooklyn. I agree. I agree. But there, there's – who was it? Um, Yeah, but then you also have, unfortunately, some of that stuff that happened with, like, Marquez where, you know, he was involved in, in – in, um, Yeah, but you have to also understand that the Chichero's background is completely different than – than Marquez. Yeah, but they could still get to you, man. They they could still, you know, that's infiltrate right there. The whole uh, the drug cartels, you know, they're they're they put money everywhere. I mean, they were funding a lot of the Mexican league teams. Uh, they, I mean, not funding. They were using them to to launder money, uh, just through player transfers and other other type of stuff. But but I was gonna say. Um, which Mexican player was, I don't know if it was Vela or G, one of those, and they were saying how the difference between negotiating with a Liga MX team and, and the MLS team was that he said they gave him way more options, you know, even after, for even after he retires and stuff like that. And so I think that that could win him over. Chicharro, you know. Well, I mean, who 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 am I to argue with? The Walter Mercado of the Cantina Mekis podcast. No, because think about it, how much more money can he make if he puts the you know the Chicharro well, Escuela de football. But, but that's You're the not thing, though. Make is, that is, much is, money is it, you know, with Chicharro, the big difference between Chicharro and Vela and Giovanni is that Chicharro did make get some nice contracts in Europe. The other guys, were yeah. just, you know, they were. You know, they just they just were playing. I mean, yeah, I know that Vela had a good year, Real Sociedad and all that, but I mean, it was still, you know, at best a mid-level 
Spanish team. You know, that, that, that does not have the, the, the pull that, that, that some of the bigger teams have. You know, and Giovanni, of course, bouncing. I mean, he bounced around. To, you know, he ended up at Villarreal and then they did okay, but, you know, he never, yeah, so, so for Giovanni and, and particularly Giovanni and, and Vela, I mean, they, you know, Giovanni was never going to get a contract like that anywhere else. Uh, Chichet has already signed those contracts. You know, he, yeah, he has, but but you know what, John? When when you're when you're living at that, you know, when you're at this level of 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 luxury, I'm gonna say. So then, the upkeep is more expensive as well. Well, they make a lot of money, but they spend a lot of money too. Yeah, they, that's what I meant to say. So I mean, you you come to MLS and. That affords you a couple more years of staying at that yeah, level. But remember, you know, making three million in LA and making three million in Guadalajara are two entirely different cost structures. No, but he would make like seven million. I don't think he would make just way more. He, those, you know, they they're just paying way more than than Chivas could offer him. What do you think it would take, Joel, to uh, pry Chichet away from both of them and have him become a special contributor here in the Cantina and Mickey's podcast. <laughs> I don't know, man. We need some you, some you, stock. You, in, you would have to cancel your trip to uh, to Europe. Oh no, that's that's, that's not to, happening. That'd be number one. That would be number not not happening. Okay. <laughs> so what 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 airline are you flying from uh from from LA to Bar Barfa? God damn, I forgot. I think it's it's like Norwegian Air or something like that. Really? Oh, so, it's, so you're gonna get like like uh like pickled halibut as your as, nah, as, as, as your meal. Cause it was like it was like they say it's like the cheap flight. Right. So then they don't give you the food, they'll sell it to you. Right. And then it's like fifty bucks if you want if you want that pickled halibut. So it's like I'm not paying fifty bucks for an airplane meal. Yeah, that, that is pretty grotesque that they're charging fifty dollars per on a flight like that. I mean, they should at least. Well, I mean, because they make they make it cheaper, you know. Are are, are the but, drinks for free at least? No, no, not this old John. Not even, well, I thought they are they're always for free on the on the transatlantics. I never, yeah, I never knew that, man. I've been in a few. <laughs> I think I've been missing out, John. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. Well, it's because you probably you probably want to sleep. No, nothing. I, I, a few pops. Read a book uh, or watch, watch like two or three movies. Yeah, no. So, are you going to take uh, your uh, your copies of uh, of The Force Awakens and, and The Last Jedi to no, watch, no. watch on your flight? <laughs> That's New Wars, John. I'm, you're insulting here. That's the millennial New Wars. That's that. that you know, you know, it cracks me up about, uh, and 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 I'm not saying you, but for for folks to uh, <laughs> to, to say that the Star Wars like the greatest movies in history, it's like, man, those movies. If if if, if it wasn't for the first one, yeah, those movies are so bad. Oh they are man, so bad. Uh, you're a Trekkie. I'm gonna let that slide. I'm not. I am not a Trekkie. Oh. I am a Star Wars guy. <laughs> I am a Star. But dude, Return of the Jedi with 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 the Ewoks. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That was that was George being George when he, uh, he threw in the Ewoks. Uh, yeah, he was a no, merchandise that, that, genius. Exactly, though. exactly. It was all about the merchandising. Yeah, he was to sell toys. That's, that's what Star Wars did. 
Oh, dude, are you, are you kidding, man? I used to have, I had, I had the little action figures, but I didn't have a Luke. So I had a stormtrooper. Well, he was my Luke because Luke was a stormtrooper in the movie. He so, That's true. That's yeah. good imagination, there, yeah. John. So he was my he, stormtrooper. He was the the escape Luke. He would always get caught in the in, in the soccer net that I had. That, that's where he'd always get caught. It was <laughs> in the soccer net. That's the trash compactor. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I didn't get a Luke either, man. And this was with Imperial John, so I was never able to get it because he would always sell out. And uh, so now I'm old enough, I could just buy my goddamn Luke I want. So I. But leave it in the box. Leave it in the box. You can't play with it. Pretty much. You can't touch it. So I'm on my way. First, they didn't do a loop for Force Awakens because he just comes out for like half a minute. We know it's funny because like like my first thought was that he was going to die in in Force Awakens because I I figured somebody would die. So right off the bat, it says it says Luke Skywalker has gone missing. Goes with I said, well there, I said, well there goes my theory. It's probably going to be it's probably going to be Solo. (laughs) Yeah. is what I told. Him. Sure enough, that's what ended up. That's what ended up happening. Which was a mistake if they were gonna do a solo movie. <laughs> Nobody wants to see a movie of dead guy, man. Not a biopic. So that that was part of why it crashed. Um, you know, you know how historians. You don't you don't really care to see right. like a past adventure. So, anyways, I'm did thinking you, did last you, Jedi. Did you at least like Rogue One? Because that that to me is the best Star Wars movie. Period. No, I did. I I did enjoy it, man. Especially I it was the ending. Really good, really good movie. Yeah, really and I well like the robot too. Yeah, like K or whatever. Um, yeah. no, but but John, check it out, man. So Last Jedi comes out. I was like, okay, I could get. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm viejito now. I can relate to old man Luke. I'm gonna get my Luke finally <laughs> with a with this Jedi with with his with his lightsaber, man. He comes with a walking stick. <laughs> but dude, he's, he's, he's in his sixties. What did you expect? <laughs> what I expected to come with is, dude, Jonah is like a thousand years old, and he still comes with a lightsaber. This is fantasy, man. It's not, you know. Yeah, I expected him to have a lightsaber. He, well, dude, the beard just made it too heavy for him to to operate the way he normally would. Nah, man, they just dropped the bomb big time. You don't, you well, don't but, throw but, it. But he did use his lightsaber there at the end. Yeah, but if you look by the action figure, he had, it comes with a walking stick. It doesn't come with a, with a lightsaber. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> but the, yeah, I went to get the toy and I, and I picked up, the, <laughs> I picked up the, the Black Series, the more fancy one. So you got, what's this laser sword, man? What's this walking stick? You got, you got <laughs> Luke on Medicare. Pretty much, man. It comes with this, with this medicine yeah, to take. Right. Laxatives and shit. It comes <laughs> with, with a little box of seven. This is his accessories. It's a little box <laughs> of one Monday, you know, of Sunday through Monday, <laughs> or Sunday through Saturday. You know, where you, where they, so he doesn't forget to, to take his pills. <laughs> and an air tank. Right. You, you breathe. Right. So I was like, and a social dude, security I check. This is not this is not my look, man. I was like, all right, forget it, man. It was just and and do you know what? Surprise! They're not selling. All those. This is your first time ever. You have all these Star Wars toys on clearance, dude. When I was a kid, I couldn't find you, dude. If you tried looking for a Boba Fett, it was nearly impossible to get one. Uh, but now you could just go in and get any toy you want. They're all on. They're on the clearance rack. They're even at the. 
at the dollar store. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, I mean, I personally, I personally think they waited too long, and then. Well, see, and that's yeah, the other thing cracks me up about people that say about the, and then like episodes one, two, or three are just are just such gigantic pieces of garbage. <laughs> they were they, the they're just 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 terrible but, movies, just just they, not good they, at, but, at all. But their toys sold, John. It it was I agree with you, but but at least they they got the merchandise. Uh, they got a couple key stuff right. Where whereas your kid, you wouldn't want to play with it, you know. For example, like at least they showed like Grievous and, and at least they show him fighting or doing Again, something cool as, the, as opposed the, to the, the stuff sold because cause those, the, the, that's, those movies were nothing more than a huge ad for the merchandise. Yeah, they were. No, but but see, this is this is also the key. You want to at least show them doing something cool that as a kid, you're going to want to replay that. You right. know, you're going to. So, so, so like if you have like Captain Phasma. You know, in the new movies, she never did anything. Like in the first movie, she's just shown standing around, and then they they, they get her to to give up the the code right away. That's all she did, give up the code. And then the second movie, she she dies. So she, she's like, well, you don't want that dog. You're a kid. Like, what are you sure. gonna have her do? Yeah, just get sure. her ass kicked. Yeah, but you got all these dolls that just they just got their ass kicked. Well, who you but who wants a Captain Phasma doll? She's one of the bad guys. Yeah, but but because you, you're you're replaying it, it's like wrestling, man. You you would buy the Andre the Giant and the Hogan, you know. You they couldn't, you know. You're gonna replay the epic duel. I'm a. I'm not gonna lie, well, I'm I'm starting to worry about you with your <laughs> with your doll collection. No, I don't have. Actually, I don't have. Maybe, maybe it's a it, it's a good thing that. Uh, I mean, dude, that you I got married with. When... I, I grew up when that was like it was they were hard to get. It was like uh they were just they would sell out all the time, all, all the like all, all those toys from when I was a kid. Were you a fan of the uh you know, I might have it. I know we'll get in trouble, but uh I wanna play just a little of it. Let's see if I oh. let's see what we got here. I wonder if I label it correctly. But I was always a big fan of the uh, of the disco Star Wars song. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I've heard that one. Oh, sure you have. I don't, I don't it doesn't look like I have it. Now I'm gonna have to look up for it, John. I'm gonna have to look, look, look it up. If they were, oh, you should absolutely. Well, let's see. I, I know I can find it here. I know I can find it here. Oh, it's it, it, it's terrific. It is terrific. Let's see. Uh, I cannot believe you've never heard this. See how now? How old are you? How, how, what were you? Were you born in the seventies? Seventy-seven. Oh, so you were so you were born the 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 year that the the force was with us. Yes. So it's so the year it came out. Yeah, I, I saw I saw I saw it in Brownsville. I was five years old, the first time. I was scared to death going in, but but by the time I left, I just I just I, mean, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, you know, I just remember the end, like some of the scary stuff. I'm sure I was was very scary for me for at five years old, 
and then it became uh, in Mexico City. It was uh, it was a uh, Guerra de las Galaxias was was the name of the movie. And, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, it was playing at the Hollywood, uh, which is our our the closest theater, and the, the line was was across the overpass. Uh, was it of the periférico and 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 down on the other side? Was it dubbed or did you have the the subtitles? Oh no, I had subtitles. Okay. I had subtitles. Let's see. Here we go. I can't believe you never hope. Gotta wait for the ad to play. We're gonna get in trouble for playing this. You, you, you do realize that? That's all right. Ron, Ron has it covered. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna play the whole thing. I'll just I'll just play a little bit. Let's see. I'll, I'll get to the good part. You've never heard that? Damn. <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard that. You have to be coked out and in Studio 54 to have heard that song, John. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> oh, no. What, what are they fantastic. doing to my beloved John Williams? <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. What? Because it got the lasers. Oh, here you go. Oh, yeah, so it plays kind of the whole thing. So we get some of the lasers. We get some, oh, and R2 makes an appearance. Let's see. Oh, that's that's the end part. But anyway, yeah, so it's a, it, it is a good song. I highly recommend it. I don't know. The dis- I thought I think you'll like it. The disc it's a disco version of a just do Star Wars theme disco version on YouTube. You'll hear the whole thing in its entirety. I highly I highly recommend it for you, Hold. I think that it'll it'll it'll, 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 it'll restore your faith in the Star Wars franchise. I think I've got too much respect for John Williams to do that. Oh, I think John Williams I think John Williams would be thrilled to hear that. I mean this was a huge hit, dude. This was the number one hit in the seventies. Did you remember? Do you, do you remember hook, <laughs> hook, "Hooked on Classics"? You remember that song? No. That was like the, like the, the, the. Have you seen the, the the movie with Tom Cruise where he's the uh, the CIA uh, flyboy that just came out like last year? American Made. Have you seen that? Yeah, I, I just saw that. Yeah, I did. Did it's you know that movie? That, that part where they played they're playing the classical music like and that that is the "Hooked on Classics" song. Oh, no, like, I like, 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 like that song. That was like a number one hit, like in the early eighties. It was like a, like a three yeah. minute a combination of a uh, and like and then the whole song you hear like the clapping. Anyway, yeah. So that's uh, that was a, that was a big hit back then. Well, we have gone on way too long about topics that that really aren't uh, necessarily about. <laughs> But I think have been very informative and entertaining. Yes, I agree. Now I know you probably don't know, but haven't they announced the uh, the, the title for the last Star Wars movie? No, no. But this dude did this theory that when uh, from the first movie when Snoke is talking, he's he's doing that. There's been an awakening, and we felt it, and and so he. They say that he says all the titles in that speech. And he does say The Last Jedi because he's talking about they can't find Luke, The Last Jedi, and uh, something that they would rise again. So it could be Rise of the Jedi or... Uh, he didn't say something like, I lost my car keys. Could you help me find them? Like, no, it's, 
episode yeah, it's nine gonna... of the Lost Car Keys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll have to go back and, l- and listen to that speech and see yeah. uh, and see if uh, if I can if I can figure out the title of the uh... yeah it's gonna have to do with Jedi so because like the the way that it kind of ends she takes the books right uh, uh, she takes the she takes the Jedi manuals so I think there it's gonna be like the new order or something like that. It might be called like Rise of the Jedi or the New Order or something like that. And uh, they already had like leaks that uh, Yoda's going to be appearing to her or something. Who? Yoda? Yeah. And then Luke's done the movie, so he might come out as, as the ghost, you know. The only one, I think that they're going to they're gonna, uh, computerize uh, Carrie Fisher, which is unfortunate. Yeah, who knows what's going on with that? Uh, but and then they got Billy D. Williams signed on. But but I'm not I'm not watching it, John. Yeah. I already my mind is made. Yeah, so like like Chivas, you've 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 made your mind up long ago. You know, I'm a Luke guy, man. I, I watch Star Wars for Luke, and I don't want to. I'm not gonna pay to see a ghost, ghost Luke. So that's, that's yeah, it, but man. but again, dude. I mean, look, look was old man. He's in his, you know, look I, I don't care. He could still look cool, man. Look, look what they did with Lord of the Rings. So he could have been Gandalf, like Gandalf. Gandalf. Yeah, he's old as balls, but he was doing a bunch of cool shit. So I mean, you know, he, you don't have to. He doesn't have to be like the main hero, or you know, but but when you do show him, at least have him do something cool. Not just bickering and so you don't like him getting, being a ghost, getting beat up with a stick, <laughs> milking, milking huh? some poor, senseless animal. Yeah, yeah, you know, getting some, squeezing some alien milkers. That's just That's right. weird. Um, yeah, as a ghost, I don't care to see him as a ghost. I just don't. So, who knows? I th- I think they know that too. I think they, they well, they I do know, know that that, that they that they, that they uh, brought back J.J. Abrams. So they did, they did so to recon that, that some I mean, I, you know, he he that helps because he does make uh, <laughs> there his is, stuff some is pretty pre- decent. There is some precedent to this, John. Uh, in the Transformers movie, when they kill Optimus Prime, <laughs> they had to bring him back because that's right. It, it pissed off the fans. And this pissed off the fans too, so they know that there's a lot of like, especially the older fans, that's the ones that've been carrying. They have been carrying this franchise uh, for years, you know. It's it's been like all the all the people that grew up watching it as kids. It's the same people that up to now spend the most money, you know. Um, so you you kill off their main hero. That's just. Yeah, you know that the dude Colin Trevorov, he because he was writing them, he was writing, he was gonna do episode nine, and he ended up leaving because he saw what uh, Ryan Johnson was doing, and they couldn't come, you know, because he knew he had to follow up the movie, so he was trying to get Ryan Johnson to change a few things, and he told him, "Don't kill Luke, I want to have him." He was going to have him walking off into the double sunset. 
And they're like, nah, dude, he has to die. <laughs> it's like... Ugh. Yeah. So so the devil sent it on Tatooine. Yeah, he's just going to walk off into the sun. I was like, that's pretty cowboy. That's pretty badass, man. Just right off into the sunset. And and that wouldn't make more sense because then later on, if you're going to make movies about him as a youth, you know, or what he did, you're more likely to see I've, him. I've already seen the movies of Luke as a youth. No, no, I mean, the other, the, the further adventures, man. And because and, there is some plans for that, but no one's going to want to see that. <laughs> Not after the look from episode nine, and no one's gonna care how he got into squeezing alien milkers. Just... I will. I will say that the that the that the, the the character arc of Luke from how what a you know badass he was in Star Wars to the snivelly little thing that he <laughs> turned into in in Return of the Jedi. Oh man! In Return, of the... oh my God! I've I feared them. I've I've endangered the mission. I have to go. Clutch my pearls. It's time for me to go. Anyway, I never, I never quite liked that. And then when he, you know, it just, uh, Father, I know there's good in you. It's like that. <laughs> I was I one time watching, because uh, you know they've made part one and part two now of movies like like the Thunder Game Part Three, Part One and Part Two, and then whatever they did to the Hobbit, which is just ridiculous. But uh, I remember I was watching. Uh, some guy on YouTube said, this is how Return of the Jedi would be, you know, this is the, the point where they've split it in two. And they just did like the thing for Jabba the Hutt and said, well, that's, and then that's, I was like, no. If, if, if you look at Return of the Jedi, there's, there's one, if there's ever a place to, to make a cut in the middle of the movie, it's okay, that's part one and part two. Well, actually, I, I actually do have this one, but it's, it's this, it's this spot. It's a crap. So he says that, and then, and that's that's. (laughs) I mean, that's the cliffhanger. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, well, we've gone we've gone long enough. I think. I I think. Good God, have we done it? (laughs) Oh, just three. I thought it said a four-hour show. (laughs) That would be uh, that would be funny. But uh, let's let's. To the place of villainy and thumb, the hive, which was the from uh, from from the New Hope, from the first movie. The um, what was it called? Oh, the 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 cantina song. The most Eisley. The no, the most Eisley. Oh, oh, most Eisley. Most Eisley. Like they're going into the most Eisley cantina, and he's like, "You'll never find a more wretched hive of villainy and scum." <laughs> I, I think I have some of that here. Let's see. <laughs> That's what uh, what Grant Wall called the, the the hotel bar. Here you go. There you go, Hoyt. Just for you. Little little cantina music. Well, it's, it's only fitting, Joel, that we that we wrap it up with that. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, Chiki's will get a, a cease and desist letter for that one. But you know, there's stuff on YouTube. <laughs> How can you put like entire games on YouTube? You know. But uh, anyway, we will. Uh, 
put an end to that. We would do thank Chiquis for joining us. Abercampa joined us earlier from New York City. I'm sure he had to go. It's getting late. Joel, always a pleasure. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. We should, uh, we, should uh, this, we should do this more often. Yes, please. So, um, if you were able to uh, join us here for three hours, we do thank you. If you had a nice long drive, I hope that we've been entertaining <laughs> for you on the drive. Uh, and uh, of course, for those of you that listen live, we do thank you for that as well. Uh, my name is John Jagu. We will catch you next time. Now, our schedule. Uh, in the fall, just because things get so hectic for for a lot of us, is gonna is gonna bounce around a lot. So we we, we will uh, we're, we're we're hoping to actually provide y'all with more content uh, instead of less. Uh, it won't necessarily be a, a big a big chunk like this, but maybe like some hour long shows. Uh, you know, hopefully like two or three times a week is uh, is our goal. So that is what we want to do. That are those are big plans for us uh, here in the fall is to have, uh, more sh- same amount of wacky content, but just in, in, in more and more shorter shows. So we hope that, uh, that, that that's a change that y'all will, uh, will like. Yes. Yes. Hold it. No, I didn't, I didn't say anything. Oh, thank you. I was, just, I was just, I was trying to wrap up the show, but anyway, so we will hope that that'll, <laughs> that'll work out. Okay. Of course we do appreciate y'all joining us here in the Cantina Mekis podcast. My name is John Jagu and we will talk to you next time.